You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy, Joy. What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's my Godzilla roar. Wait, wait, let me try again. <coughs> no, mine, mine was better. Yours is not better. Yes, mine was better. Uh, let me hear yours again. <coughs> That's a little bit better, actually. <laughs> This week we're talking about... But you completely killed what I wanted to do for my opening. Oh, what were you going to do? I was going to say, hi guys, this is Michael, like, oh my god, and I just wanted to say, in case you didn't realize, like, it's June, which means it's Gay Pride Month, oh my god, happy Pride, guys! I'm glad I ruined it. <laughs> so with that, I just wanted to say to all the listeners out there in Blurred Vision land, like, I have a message for you. What's happening? It doesn't matter. No, I fucked it up. <laughs> Wait. I wish there's some gay guy that's so offended by that voice. Here we go. Here we go. I do not sound like that. <laughs> no, this is not What? Are you looking for like the gay anthem or something? Yeah. <laughs> What part was it? What is it? What I is had to say it. What is this? I messed up. <laughs> You're ruining Godzilla week. <laughs> it's Gayzilla. It? No. This is my deal with people. This, this is. <laughs> Where's the part? No matter gay, straight or bi, lesbian. That's the part. Wait. That's, it, that's in the song? Be your teeth, rejoice, and love yourself today. That's the part. No matter gay, straight or bi, lesbian, transgender life, I'm on the right track, baby. I was born to survive. My mouth no is a gate watching him dance. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born to be brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gay. We get it. <laughs> Excuse me. Where's my straight this month, is, Michael? This is my month. No, I want. <laughs> you get every other month, the, all the eleven months of the year. <laughs> uh, it's true, actually. All right, good point. I feel empowered now. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, this is all. I guess uh, as well as being uh, Godzilla week, I guess this is the beginning of Gay Month. So, so Gayzilla, <laughs> Godzilla, and Rodan are fucking. No, Godzilla and Mothra are fucking. If anything, no, oh, Mothra's a woman. That doesn't count. I guess it's a good this point. Pride Month, Jordan. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Hey, Godzilla in the 1998 movie was both, so technically he's trans. Wow, I didn't see that, so I don't know what that is. You seen the 1998 movie with Matthew Broderick? The only Godzilla movie I saw was the 2014 one and then this one. Ever? Ever. Wow. I feel like a nerd. But yeah, for those of you listen to the podcast usually, because, you know, like Stan Lee says, every comic is someone's first comic. If you don't know, I've got a weird fixation with giant monsters fighting so pacific rim that awesome epic final battle and um uh ready player one 
Unfortunately, I've been disappointed by a lot of giant yes, monster battles recently. Fixation on big things. Yes, big monster things. Stop making guys a little gay. But yeah, so I was disappointed by Pacific Rim 2 and even Kong I wasn't really feeling and even the 2014 Godzilla movie, even though I love the fucking final battle where he breathes hot fire down Mudo's throat. I'm like, this is getting really gay. <laughs> was, it, was it fire? Yeah, was it? <laughs> um, some kind of plasma, I don't know. But even though as epic as that moment was, I was even disappointed with that movie. So I've been on a kind of a, a down streak of giant monsters satisfying me. God damn it. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> let's find out if you're disappointed with this performance of this one. Yeah, let's see. Uh, you you literally told me you didn't want my thoughts before the podcast, so... Did it stroke your love for giant things? <sighs> or did it leave me unsatisfying? It's bigger, better, Michael. That's the real question. Did you come? <laughs> All right, now that the knowledge is broken, <laughs> and it's just straight up... <laughs> it's not subtext anymore, now it's text. <laughs> We've also got, uh, speaking of giant things fighting, Attack on Titan. We missed the last two episodes, so we've got Hero and Midnight Sun, the latest episode to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, One Punch Man, you caught up? Mm-hmm. All right, we got something, we got that to talk about as well. Uh, kind of the theme this week, giant things fighting. Even in One Punch Man, there's a giant demon. Yeah. All right. Goketsu, which I'm like, is this a crossover between Street Fighter and One Punch Man? Because Goketsu is the name of uh, Ryu and Ken's uh, master. It is? Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. I think it's yeah. Gokin or something. No, it's Go. Let me look it up. Yeah, look it up. I, I, I could be wrong, but I thought it was like Gokin or something like that. It's Go something. So. It is Go something. <laughs> I don't know if it's Goketsu. Wrong, my God. <laughs> but while you look that up, uh, and something that you didn't think I would uh, actually watch, but I did, so joke's on you. The horror thriller Ma. I mean, even you said I was like, you, you was like, I'm not watching that. No, it's it's go, yeah, it's go, go, go tetsu. Go, so it's close. Go tetsu. It's the sister same shit. <laughs> that is pretty close. Yeah, go go tetsu. Oh, so he's not Gokin. It's a different guy. G O G O U T. So it says Gokin and Akuma down there. I know they were brothers. I didn't know. Maybe it's a different character. Clearly, I'm not brushed up on my Street Fighter lore. <laughs> Or maybe maybe this is somebody different. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but but once we get through our, all our topics of the week, we have news of the week as per usual. But first, oh no, he was so Go Ken is Ryu and Ken's master, but Go Ket Go Tetsu is Go Ken's master. Oh wow, you're so deep in the lore that you know Go Ken's <laughs> master, kinda. I just didn't know. The name, the, it's all the same names. <laughs> I don't even know what game that was from. I, I don't, I, I never even heard of that. He was introducing Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Oh, of course. Silly me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But first, before we get into all those good things, we have iTunes reviews. And we have no reviews this week. <laughs> no, we have one. We have one. Uh, from our old pal, Black Burt Reynolds, the five-star review, your dream team. Hey, gentlemen, big fan, as you know. Can't wait to see Arrow Beyond. So I've been playing this game, and oh, thank you, by the way. Um, I'm actually, I've been locked in the editing bay for Arrow Beyond all weekend, and I'm getting there. I think I'm going to start sound effects tonight, and I'm actually aiming for next Monday as a release date, or Friday. I'm going to ask everybody what date they would rather us drop videos on, but it's coming out pretty good. 
Is it beyond? No. <laughs> I say that because actually we, there's an issue where I'm like, it's supposed to take place in the future, but we have nothing futuristic in it. Well, you need money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but you, I, we should have had some kind of like hologram or something to actually Again, you show need, us the you future. You need money for that. <laughs> you got hologram CGI tech. Well, actually, my girlfriend Crystal was pretty good at effects. So. Well, then you're trash for not using her. <laughs> well, she actually is the one doing the effects, but we didn't get to film it for that. And we didn't film a scene kind of showcasing something for something sci-fi-like. That's, that's my fault. Yeah, it's totally your fault. I'm learning, okay? I'm learning <laughs> as an editor-director, okay? Well, you should already know. <laughs> How? It's my first production. <laughs> no, it's your second. No, it's my first. This is Unworthy 2. Everything else has been a collaboration. This is actually our first independent production. So, fingers crossed you guys dig it. And you're going to be in our next one. Maybe not the next one. But you're going to be in a future one, Famous damn Fingers crossed you dig it or you dick it. Stop making these games. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Blackbird Reynolds goes on to say, So I've been playing this game with buddies recently and wanted to see your opinions on this. Against the team of the Night King, Lex Luthor, Zamasu, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, and Loki, what would be your super team? Can you pick from any genre? Uh, oh, you can pick from any genre, but only three members can have superpowers. So the Night King, Lex Luthor, Zamasu, Taskmaster, and Loki. That's a pretty powerful team. The Night King, I assume the Night King comes with the zombie army. Zamasu was like... If it's just him by himself, who cares? <laughs> If it's him by himself, yeah, who the fuck? I just stab him with anything. <laughs> um, but Zamasu, that's like god level. Lex Luthor, who's got a genius on the team. Taskmaster, who can copy any ability. And Loki, who's also a god. So who would you pick as a super team to beat that team? Um, I mean, you can pick anybody. I would like pick like an all-star team. It's like Secret yeah, Wars. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you could pick anybody, that's like easy. One Punch Man, done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, without going like the obvious route by going, well, Living Tribunal and the one, the one above all, <laughs> or God King Doom, or Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, which I mean, I guess technically he kind of did with Zamasu, who could just wipe out universes. Yeah, seriously. I would just say I would say Doctor Doom. Okay. Um. Franklin Richards. Okay. White Phoenix of the Crown. <laughs> okay, deep cuts. <laughs> um, the Spectre. All right. I think it's overkill. Once you put in Phoenix, I think you pretty much got it. <laughs> and Franklin Richards, like, he can just alter reality. And uh, Mad Jim Jaspers. Did he have five? So am I missing? Or do I need one more? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it was five. So um, let's go with... Uh, He's putting so much thought into this. Because <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want Spawn, but no, I'm not going to say Spawn. Uh, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. I think your team's pretty overkill. <laughs> I mean, so is his. <laughs> All right, but thanks for the review, uh, Black Burt Reynolds. Um, that's it for iTunes reviews. You want to jump in the emails before we get into the topics of the week, or do you want to do topics first? Emails, because you always forget. How dare you? <laughs> Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, this one's long, but it's kind of manageable, so let's, let's run through it. All right, guys. Uh, email is titled, Bliggity Black Blurt Vision. How are y'all doing? Actually, answer this too, so I'll give you both some time. Go ahead and vent a little about your mental, physical, and spiritual health. For real, go ahead now. I feel like us fans sometimes don't realize you two can be uber busy, and this podcast is a labor of love and geek and pop culture. Oh, 
<laughs> he, he kind of just opened the floor for us to bitch about our lives. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you really want to not? <laughs> I don't want to bitch about my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things are pretty okay actually right now. Me and my girlfriend are doing good. Um, uh, she's been helping me a lot lately with uh, the behind the scenes and worthy productions. Like, like I just said, she's helping me with the Arrow Beyond. If I didn't have her, I don't know how I would keep doing the independent films with Arrow Beyond. She's like the only person I know that has special effects experience. Um, follow her. So at Beautiful Diz on Instagram. Um, but other than that, I mean, can't complain. Everything's going pretty good. What about you? Yeah, me and my girlfriend are doing good too. By my girlfriend. What? I mean, you're not gay? This is all a lie. <laughs> I mean, my right hand. <laughs> oh, okay. You made your right hand girlfriend? <laughs> girlfriend. I mean, it's a hole. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm working and I'm sleepy and I go to work tonight. Yeah, Michael works too much. That's, I'm going to complain for him. <laughs> he works way I work too much. I work like everybody else, 40 hours a week. No, but your schedule is crazy weird. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That guy goes on to say, okay, so now that we know a little bit more about how our blurred buds are doing, let me suggest some dope topics of discussion and I'll make it quick. One, finish your black. Oh, he's giving us like an itinerary. <laughs> oh, guys. Finishing your Black Lightning season two review. You're really, uh, you'll really enjoy it in the end, despite soundtracks or whatever. Ha ha. You, you up for that? Finishing Black Lightning? We should. As black people, we are almost like, required to. Are we though? Yes, it is our duty as black podcasters to report on Black Lightning. Well, let me get some white paint. <laughs> what, from Ma? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Two, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The show is popping with people of color right now. Just in episode four alone, we've got two more Asian agents and a black woman holding things down in the ranks. Also, is the show getting more comedic? I like it. Not too corny, and they're not holding back any seriousness. Have you caught up in Ages of Shield? I haven't even started it yet. I feel like I'm part of me is like I'm gonna wait and just binge. I feel like Ages of Shield is better in the yeah. Ages of Shield is for the last since season four. I feel like it's been better on a binge. Yeah, unlike something like Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And as someone who's only really binged Ages of Shield the last couple of seasons, or Iron Fist, or Luke Cage, <laughs> any other Marvel show, basically. Are you excited for Jessica Jones? It's coming out. No. <laughs> Sexist. <laughs> I didn't even finish season two. Uh, three. See you tomorrow. That ending. All the feels throughout. So see, heavy, my girl. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Do you mean that? Um. See you yesterday. Yeah, I think he meant see you yesterday. I haven't watched that yet. Have you? I have. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned it. You liked it, right? Yeah. That's right. Because I tried to convince my girlfriend to watch it with me. But I like, didn't. No. Like, I didn't like the ending, though. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, so it's the opposite of Gaius. <laughs> now I'm. Now I'm actually intrigued. That he loved it and you didn't. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think I I get what they were trying to say, but hmm, that's interesting. But yeah, I tried to get my girlfriend to watch it with me, but she was like, "No, she only likes like action movies." It's weird, right? <laughs> I was like, "What? You should love this." Like, nah, what? I don't care. Uh, she also hated the heavy-handed Captain Marvel shit, so she's one of those outlier women. They're like, I don't like that shit. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. So heavy, my girl and I had to had to immediately follow up watching it with Lilo and Stitch to reset our positive outlook on life. Oh, damn! So I that's guess why I'm like it doesn't end well. That's why I refuse to watch. I mean, I might watch it eventually, but like Ava DuVernay just came out with a new show called When They See Us about the Central Park Five. Mm. And I, I don't. I I deal with too many white people at work. I can't. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> like, to give. I'm, I might. <laughs> 
Racism is all because of you. But Michael, we're best friends. No, fuck you. No. <laughs> fuck you, Bob. <laughs> I know you're racist. We're not best friends this week. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, and the unabashed realness of those New York kids felt some of my friends that always ended up going back to New York after living in Florida for a bit were sitting next to me telling me how little I knew about a real chopped cheese. I don't know what that yeah, means. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, that, that was like a reference to the movie or something. Chopped cheese? No? I don't remember that in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. Uh, four. Last but certainly not least, Cloak and Dagger. Woo! I'm behind on that too. So many social issues covered so eloquently and superheroing at its TV finest. You already know to stay nerdy, my blurries, Fat Gummo No Gaius. Oh, Fat Gum Gummo No Gaius. I think that's a one, punch, one piece thing. Um, So you haven't caught up either? Nope. Yeah, me either. I feel like we're just going to become the binging podcast. Like, we're just going to wait everything's over and then binge them at the end. <laughs> I'm like five episodes behind on Cloak and Dagger. That's a lot of binging. Four episodes behind on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like Woo. a whole season of Black Lightning. <laughs> Man. We got to do that before the summer ends, Fuck though. the Flash. <laughs> well, I can agree with that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next email comes from Rory Grace, Anime and Nerd Cons. Hey, Blurds. Don't know if you heard... Mm, oh, don't know if you heard... But more and more blurred conventions are happening in the past couple of years. DreamCon in Texas is coming up, and just this weekend, CourtCon in North Carolina happened. Carolina. Carolina happened. Uh, we on the come up. I've never heard of those. Me either. Uh, this email portion assumes you guys are caught up on all the anime of this week. Attack on Titan, it's always a hard choice deciding between a close friend and a logical choice in war. Oh, can't wait to talk about that. Even harder when those making the choice are still young. Shield Hero, which I have not caught up on yet. Bow down to the real motherfucking queen. Bitch princess and trash king ain't shit. Oh, yeah. that qu- The queen was... She was hard. She was hard as fuck. For real? Yes. Oh, I'm interested again. <laughs> you uh, say that, you still don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very busy, okay? <laughs> I'm editing a lot. Uh, this was a short one, but keep up the good work and go beyond plus ultra. Thank you, Rory. Uh, do we have any other emails? Yes. Next email comes from... Oh, shit. This is a little bit of a long one, but it's an appreciation email, so I'm going to read it. Diamante Sharp. It's not the appreciation you need right now, but it's the appreciation you deserve. Hey there, Jordan and Michael. Before I go into my long overdue spiel about you guys and your awesome podcast, I just want to talk about how pissed I am about Aladdin. One, literally had the exact same story idea about Aladdin, where the genie gets a love interest and then adds to the story, but that's neither here nor there. They stole from you, Diamante. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the club. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. With your book idea. Yeah, my book idea. <laughs> Anyways, back to the email. Wow. There's so much to say, so much to thank you guys for, and so much to rant about. But because Michael wants to go all high school English teacher on their viewers, I think I'll just limit this to the most important bullet points. Thanks for... Wait, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Yeah, high school English teacher. I feel like maybe you said something sassy. I don't remember. <laughs> uh... Speaking on the real subjects. Oh, one, speaking on the real subjects. Two, bringing diversity to not only the com- the comic fandom, but the genre of podcasting overall. Three, having both a fair and pointed stance on representation in media and pointing out the bullshit when it comes to representation. Four, building an amazing community. You guys have a great converse. Uh, you guys have great conversations as well as as well as chemistry. It doesn't even feel like it's just two podcasters who are just passionate about comics and superheroes. It feels like feels like your lovers. <laughs> Stop making this great Happy Pride Month <laughs> It feels like two genuine best friends Passionately talking about what makes them happy And what pisses In them love. off <laughs> God damn it uh, uh, 
uh, and what pisses them off about mainstream media. It makes me genuinely happy to listen to your podcast every week. And when they're we're in love. I goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> From the news. <laughs> so you know. I, I didn't say anything. From the news, reviews, the comics. Sometimes. Yeah, we don't talk about comics a lot. Uh, did they finish Doomsday Clock, by the way? No. Oh, they didn't? I saw no, a unit post like, about it. I think issue number 10 just came out. Oh. It was supposed to be like 12. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, da, 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 da. It's been like 40 years. Seriously. <laughs> Wasn't Jamie on the podcast when we talked about like the first issue? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, something about listening to you guys. Oh, something about listening to you guys just makes me feel better about myself. Aww. Because love is in the air. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you can find love too. Yes, platonic love between two friends who aren't fucking. Are we, are we though? They don't know what we do off this podcast. I swear to God. <laughs> if that becomes rumor. Especially after your Bill Maher episode about just because I've grown up don't need to grow out of the things I love, like video games and superheroes. Hell, superheroes aren't uh, superheroes are the reason I work out. Same, bro. Superheroes and the philosophy behind them shape my morals as a person. I've always felt stupid being in my early 20s and thinking that way. But listening to you guys have changed that for me. Aw. Honestly, uh, there honestly isn't a thank you big enough to give you, but, uh, fuck. There honestly isn't a thank you big enough to give you, but I hope this email does that. You two truly live up to my hero personas and the fans have given you. Oh, my hero personas that the fans have given you. Jordan, as All Might, being a true pillar of the Blur community, especially have, especially how built you've been getting. Oh, damn it, can't read today jordan as all might being a true pillar of the blur community especially with how built you've been getting i see you oh thank you michael being level head and stern eraser head but at the end of the day it all comes from a place of wanting better the community this podcast has cultivated can't thank you enough and i hope you guys understand what you do for all the blurs that listen in well i think i've talked enough if this gets read in the podcast great if not at least i finally got this email out of the way good luck to both of you and all of the Good luck to both of you and all you guys. What? Good luck to both of you and all of your future endeavors. Michael, I hope you get all the acting roles you can and go back to writing. Jordan, I hope that Arrow Beyond, Power Rangers and Worthy, and everything else you do and produce takes off and makes you successful. And also, hope you get to that dream of writing a comic. Definitely would be better than a business run, to be honest. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's like the highest of compliments because I love... Some of business is right. I was just saying, no, didn't we talk about Superman? Yes, yeah, yeah, so I said, yeah, I'm, I want to specify <laughs> maybe some of his earlier stuff, especially. Um, that's all for now. Can't wait for the next podcast and all the others to come. Love you guys. Negro saying out. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank Diamante. you. Thank you. That is so like sweet. Like, oh my god, I'm like gonna cry a rainbow right now. Oh my god, because <laughs> gay, you guys. <laughs> And our last email comes from our old pal, Danny Villasenor. Questions of the week. Hey, guys. So this week, I have several questions. Question 1A. Wow. It's not even one. It's 1A. One, yeah, 1A. <laughs> Question 1A. If every speedster... Well, answer 1A. <laughs> if every speedster from both DC and Marvel Comics, good and evil, and no movies or TV shows, were to have a race with each other, one, who would win? And two, could they change the rotational orbit of the Earth to make it go backwards or forwards in time, slow it down, or speed it up? I'm like, just wow. the Flashes could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, Superman did that in that movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of speedsters, Marvel doesn't really have speedsters on the Flash level. Quicksilver they, do that, they do that for the movies, like making Quicksilver, like in the X-Men movies, like making Quicksilver Flash 
flash speed with the with stuff around him stopping and all that. I'm like, Flash Quicksilver's not that fast. He can granted he's faster now in the comics, but originally he could only go like like this is slow, but like break the sound barrier. So like seven hundred plus. Yeah, it's it was fast, but not like plot breaking fast. Yeah. Now he can go faster, but not still not flash fast. No. Which is not a bad thing, because the Flash's speed is so broken. Like, yeah, it just it just makes more plot issues than it solves. Because it's like, how do you, how do you have a like, how, who's a threat to you? Yeah, it should be, it should never ever be an issue. <laughs> Every villain is like, I'm here to. Oh, he's dead. Because <laughs> the Flash killed him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely the the spinning the world thing is possible. And who would win? Flash. Just because he's as fast as the writers want him to be. Basically, <laughs> he's like Superman. Superman's as strong as the writers need him to be, and Flash is as fast as the writers need him to be. So yeah, if you're if you if you're fast enough that you can beat teleportation, which is like instant. instant. <laughs> how are you faster than instant? Then what? Where's what's the story? Like, how do you continue the story? Uh, let's see. And question two A: Who would win in a fight between Goku with all current forms, Broly from DBZ Super Movie, Madara with no, both? Still, I see that. <laughs> You didn't see the super movie yet? I still ain't see that. You are trash. It was good. I mean, the action was good. I was going to say, was it? I, I remember what you said. <laughs> the action was good, though. I mean, just watch the, the action on YouTube. It's like 30 minutes. Uh, Madara with both Renegon and Tintails in him. Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck. Well, here's one for you. He says Naruto and Sasuke, but this is for you. Buffy for Michael to have someone to know. Yeah, wow, he knew. Buffy won. <laughs> oh, Danny, you know it's too well. <laughs> Uh, All Might in his prime or Superman. Stay nerdy, my blurries, and go beyond plus ultra. Buffy, duh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't say Superman, I was going to say Goku. But with Superman, I mean, he's broken. Just like Splash, so. <laughs> Buffy wins. No. Buffy takes out Superman. Buffy defeated a god in season five. By dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, she died after the god was defeated. Okay. <laughs> mm. Well. Speaking of gods, Michael, let's talk about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Don't call it a Mothra. Don't call it a Ghidorah. Don't call it a Rodan. Don't call it a You got a catchy name for this one? My Godzilla. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for damn. Our planet will perish. Bam. Unless we set Godzilla free. So this plan is what you would call a long shot. Well, let's get started. That's messed up. This is guys in this world. He's just living. Let's talk about Godzilla! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm an old school Godzilla fan. Again, for those who don't know, but I come back from. I'm old school with it. I'm an old head Godzilla fan, Michael, from the VHS days. What you know about that? Nothing. That's why. Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla versus Angiris. Godzilla versus Megalodon. Uh, or Megalon, actually. Godzilla versus Gigan. Okay, Jet Jaguar. Godzilla Final Wars, Tokyo yeah, Meg- SOS. Mega Man, yeah, I know Mega Man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, Megalon. He's a beetle monster. <laughs> yeah, oh, Beetleborgs. No. Yeah. <laughs> All wrong. Big bad Beetleborgs. 
I know that. But did you know? Here's some here's some trivia for you. That technically, Godzilla is the longest running franchise, not uh, Marvel. It's got 24 or 25 movies. I forgot which number. But as a long-running series, it's not all the same continuity, but a lot of it is. And some of them have throwbacks to other like series. Is is longer even more more movies than even James Bond. I was just about to say. I feel like James Bond went longer. Nope, no, even more okay. than James Bond. Godzilla is the current title holder of the most uh, movies in a single franchise. So take that MCU. Godzilla got that on you. Well, MCU's about to pass it. <laughs> yeah, give it like a couple of years, <laughs> like one year. Yeah, probably. I was like, give it one year. We're already <laughs> at what twenty twenty two. Yeah. And I think uh, Legendary, because they trade off the rights with Toho, we're only going to get one more Godzilla movies in this continuity of the MonsterVerse, and then the rights go back to Toho, and they're going to make another Shin Godzilla or something like that. So we're going to have, a, like, after they release King Kong vs. Godzilla, which is the next movie, um, we're going to get like a couple years of break before we get another American Godzilla movie. So if you're craving for more Godzilla after 2020, you're going to be in a dry spell for the American versions anyway, so get your fix now. Um, and also interesting that it's a franchise that started off like with a really deep message and like it had a really dark tone because it was, you know, about the, the, uh, attack on Japan, the nuclear bombs dropping and the radiation and the poisoning aftermath. They even used footage in the original Godzilla movie of, uh, the aftermath of the uh, attack on Japan mm-hmm. and like the people like in body bags and stuff like that. It's pretty dark. And then it became goofy as fuck. <laughs> and then it got dark again. And I mentioned that because this movie series, I think kind of is taking a similar trajectory where it started off pretty serious with that Godzilla 2014 movies. Um, got a little bit more campy with the Kong Skull Island. And I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, you didn't miss much. <laughs> pretty generic. Um, and then for this movie, I think it's it's starting to... The the more campy comedic Godzilla of the yesteryear of Japan is starting to seep into this Godzilla to the point where there are a couple times in this movie where Godzilla has a couple of expressions that I'm like he looks almost human, like he, he gets confused at one point like what the fuck I'm like how smart are you? <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must be. Um, but for those who know our racism here on Blood Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Um, do you want to go first? No, or I want you I go to go first. first. You want me to go first? You <laughs> want to know what my thoughts are? Yes. Because Chris from Uncanny Comic... Oh, Chris from Cinema Hooked uh, in our group chat basically trashed the movie. It was like, this- I was almost going to walk out. That's how bad that movie was. <laughs> How did I feel about it? Like I said, I was disappointed by Pacific Rim 2. That destroyed my fucking heart for giant kaiju movies. <laughs> Already! That movie was not fucking ready for the cinematic reviewing because it was fucking terrible. Um, and for some background on how I felt about the series so far, like, you know, Kong Skull Island was okay. Godzilla 2014. I mean, at the time when I saw it, I felt like it was too much of a slow burn. Um, like I said, I like the, the ending action sequence where we actually get to finally see Godzilla and the big giant battle between him and the two Mutos and that fucking epic climax. But I forgave a lot of that movie, even though they totally fucking wasted Brian Cranston and they have us following Aaron Taylor Johnson the entire fucking movie quick ass. <laughs> so fucking boring. Terrible bait and switch, but they kind of pull again in this movie a little bit. Um, 
But I forgave a lot because that ending was so climactic that, you know, like how, how often do we say that if you end the movie strong, you forgive a lot of the slowness in the beginning because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're leaving with that feeling of heightness. Yeah. Um, but was it my ideal Godzilla movie? Yes. No. <laughs> no, it was not. You loved it. <laughs> I wanted a stronger human element. I wanted uh, better characters. I wanted... Uh, I mean, I didn't mind in hindsight that the fact that they teased Godzilla for most of that movie, but I feel like they could have done a little bit more, maybe one more action scene somewhere in the beginning or middle just to pace it out a little better. But what I think what Gareth Edwards did correct with that film was making Godzilla feel larger than life. He, the, his filming style of kind of staying low to the ground and giving you perspectives from the humans uh, made Godzilla feel real in that world. It made him feel threatening. It made moments like when they do that, uh, that parachute drop with the flares and stuff, which they actually, this, this movie kind of begins with that Man of Steel style or BVS style where they take the last action sequence of the previous movie and use that in the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. the sequel. Um, it made those moments feel big. It made it feel epic, huge. The world felt expansive. I think a lot of that had to do with the directing style and, and, and what Gareth Edwards, how he framed the, the monster in that movie. I say that because I feel like that's the weakness of this film. Let me start positive, though. What it does well is the spectacle. When the giant monsters are fighting, fuck, my dick was hard. <laughs> Pride Month! <laughs> Ghidorah has never looked fucking better in any movie. The, the the shots of its wings expanding and the lightning and thunderstorms it calls down just from flying. The 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 way the like the movie shot when the battles are happening is the movie's strength. What the movie's weaknesses are is everything, everything I kind of mentioned. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I wanted to love this movie. <laughs> I wanted to love it. And I brought my girlfriend to this. So I was like, she's like, oh, I know you're a big Godzilla fan. So, you know, let's, let's go see this movie together. And she was like, did you like it? I was like, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> the action was great. I saw some people said they loved it. I'm sure. If, look, I have, I'm of two minds. As an old school Godzilla fan who just wants to see action, God's like giant monster action done right. When it's in the action, it's what I want. But the problem with this, and I feel like a fucking hypocrite because the complaints I had for the first movie are kind of the opposite of this. Where it's like, okay, you focus less on the human element in terms of like the world and focus more on the giant monsters. You show us more monsters, which is what I wanted from the first movie. But you didn't show me enough of the world anymore. And I feel like without seeing the the impact of these monsters fighting in the world, other than seeing destroyed cities... You don't really get a good idea of how this is impacting the world. You get a couple of like news clippings or like uh, some news reports about like, oh, this is the worst devastation ever in the world. But like the movie doesn't do a good enough job of making you feel that. It feels like a lot of destruction without consequence, which is a big complaint that we we levied at the DCEU. So it almost feels like I'm watching Man of Steel, the, the final act in every action scene, and there's no consequences for those giant battles. So you don't feel they look cool but they don't feel heavy. They don't feel impactful. And because when you're not focusing on the monster fights, which is only probably like, was like a two hour movie. It's probably a half hour at most of monsters fighting. And that's probably being generous. It's probably less than that. But 
everything else but the human characters is fucking garbage. Garbage! Garbage, Michael! The motivations of the main female character? Garbage! The following the the main main male character who uh, when I mentioned the bait and switch from before with uh, Brian Cranston in the first movie and this movie they did the same thing but with Eleven with uh, Millie, uh, what's her name Millie Bobby Brown Millie Bobby Brown because in those trailers they make it seem like she's, she's the, main, the character. main character yeah she's in the first five minutes and then she's a background character and of no consequence like she's just there. Like, she doesn't affect the story at all. How they use her is just wasteful. And then, did you know that she's supposed to be a 12-year-old girl? She's supposed to be 12 in this movie. I mean, she seems older. She, I would have guessed 16, 15. But they wanted to make her a 12-year-old. I was like, what? I'm like, why, why age her down? Just to make her character stupid? But everything with the human characters is fucking garbage. How, and how they waste, just like Brian Cranston, how they waste Ken Watanabe, who was the only character in this movie that was a carryover from the first movie. And they completely just do nothing with his character. He was the only character that when he spoke, I actually paid attention because he felt like he was in like he, he was taking it seriously. But they wasted him. And that's another issue. Like I feel like the the tone isn't right in this film. Like for all the destruction they cause, for how serious most people are taking it, because it's not like it's it's like they want to make it a serious tone, but then they'll they have one character who like just injects comedy randomly throughout the entire movie and it doesn't really fit. You know what I'm talking about? The white uh-huh. guy? He just throw out jokes every once in a while. I'm like drawing a blank. <laughs> it's the white guy with the glasses. I don't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was just saying random jokes. I'm just like, this doesn't fit. Like the world's being destroyed. And because like I said, in that first movie, they did a good job and I think too much. They went overboard with it. But by showing... The reactions of people when the monsters would attack, by showing the aftermath of devastation, by filming it in a way where you saw civilians being caught in the the crossfire of these monsters trampling cities, it felt bigger. So for as big as these battles are, the movie feels small because every time they don't they don't show really any civilians being like dying in these giant fucking apocalyptic scenarios. No. But then most of the movie you're just in little rooms. You're in a little room and like the... They don't the, show any life in these city, in the cities. No. Except for the main characters, which I fucking hate in disaster movies where they make it super clear that the main characters have plot armor. Where it looks like the, the entire city is leveled by devastation and monsters be fighting. And everywhere the main characters go, the monsters just happen to be right there fighting right over them so we can see the monsters fighting. But yet the, the main characters never get killed. They never get hurt. So the plot decides that they should be hurt. And it's just like, oh, I hate, I hate that. Like, like, um, like in 2012 or something, where like uh, the ground will fall apart behind somebody right up to the point where they're standing. And it's like, oh, they got stop there. <laughs> they got his plot armor. They do the exact same thing in this movie with like ice breaking in the Arctic and shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just so many plot contrivances. Like it, it, it suffers in the same way Game of Thrones suffers from the plot, the obvious plot armor. So it, it makes the the battles feel. Like, there's no impact. Like, there's no consequences. I keep repeating the same thing, but that's how I felt. Um, but I'm going to double down on things I did like. The cinematography, the giant monsters, they did, they did Mothra right, they did Rodan right, they did Ghidorah right, they got did Godzilla right. They had so many Easter eggs. This is for the fans. They had so many Easter eggs from the original series. They had the theme songs, which are fucking amazing um, remixes, like the Godzilla remix theme. 
But for fans, that shit was like, that was for me. Thank you. If this feels exactly how I want a Godzilla battle to feel, it's just everything else didn't work. And because everything else, there was no strong pillars for the movie, like the, for those action scenes to stand on, action without meaning is pretty obvious, but action without meaning is meaningless. <laughs> and without that meaning, I feel like you, you need emotionality to make an action scene feel like something, to be, to, to, for it to stick with you. But without it, it's just, you know, mindless destruction. It's like, okay, well, that was cool, but it's like a, a meal that doesn't stick to your ribs, you know? Like, it just, it's not a hearty meal. It's like fast food. It just comes and goes. But goddamn, man, they had so many good references, like Burning Godzilla, the Oxygen Destroyer. Like, they made Ghidorah's his origin story from being in from space. They, they fucking actually touched on that. Like, it's just so weird to me that they've... You know what this movie was? Holy fuck. Pacific Rim 2. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, it, this, is better, this is better than Pacific Rim 2. But you know what this movie was? And it hurts me to say this so bad. They BVS'd Godzilla. Because this is the, this is the BVS of Godzilla movies. Because they pack it so filled with Easter eggs and nostalgic things for the fans. But they don't do a good, good enough job of weaving the story together in a satisfying way. Do you agree with that? Can you, can you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how, that's how I feel about this movie. Um, what do I rate it? <sighs> I'm going to give it two ratings. My Godzilla fan in me, the 12-year-old kid in me who grew up on Godzilla VHSs and just wanted to see... Because I never... As a kid, I never thought they would get the monster battles so right in a giant blockbuster movie like this. So as a, as a Godzilla fan... I gotta give it up to the movie. Like it, it did the fights right. It did the fan service right. That's a, that's a lot for a Godzilla movie. Um, as a fan, I'd give it a low more than passable. But as an average moviegoer, I understand where Chris is coming from because <laughs> there are a couple times where characters said and did some shit in this that I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I literally turned to my girlfriend multiple times like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's like, this is really dumb. I'm like, I know. It shouldn't be though. And she didn't even see the first Godzilla movie. So she was just, she was like, did I need to see any of the first Godzilla movie to get this? I'm like, no. It literally had no bearing on this film. No, it didn't. It didn't. So I was like, fuck, man. Um, as an average moviegoer, I would give this a low passable. And that hurts. Oh, okay. That hurts. It's not, it's, but it's not, at least it's not Pacific Rim too bad. But it's not the movie I wanted either. And it, and it hurts more because it's so close. If it's, it had the action right, it did what I think is the harder part. I think that getting the Godzilla stuff right is harder to do. And they did that. But then someone's just like sleepwalking through the actual script for this. I'm like, yo, fuck you guys. Just give anyone. They can actually write a human element and put them in this film. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Make me care about the people. Make me care about the world that's being destroyed. It's my world. I should care. <laughs> Is it, though? Is there a giant monster outside the window? Well, I mean, arguably, it's, it takes place in modern, like, present-day modern, you know, modern world. They just add the element of, oh, shit, and there's giant monsters. But, like... 
they didn't do enough to make it feel like it's like actual giant monsters creating the apocalypse. Because by the end of this movie, it's the apocalypse. I don't, it doesn't feel like it because no one really talks about it. But like, how is there going to be a sequel? Where are King Kong and Godzilla going to fight in the next movie? There's no world left. <laughs> On Skull Island. They're going to destroy Skull Island, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how many uh, landmarks are left? I feel like we've destroyed a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my rating. We'll get into sports after you, we, get, we hear what you have to say. But how did you feel about it? Uh, I completely disavow everything that you said because this movie was fucking awesome. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh my god! I went to my eyes. I was like, "What? You actually loved it?" <laughs> like honestly, I was like, the last time I was this bored in a movie was watching Annihilation. Oh man, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't compare it to Annihilation. No, it was Annihilation b- levels of boredom. Like, you got all these name actors. Kyle Chandler, uh, Charles Dance, who's Tywin Lannister, Millie Bobby. Oh, that's right. He mentioned it. That was so funny. We walked in, was like, I forgot Tywin Lannister's in this. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, all these, and it's Vera Farmiga, and it's like, why? They're very, inc- <laughs> like, who cares? Like, all the, everything, like, this movie was 80% humans and 20% Godzilla. Yes. And you would have thought they learned the lesson from the last one because one of the biggest complaints from the last movie, not just from us, but from a lot of people, was there wasn't enough Godzilla and too much human element. Yeah. They kind of listened. There was way more Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan and, yeah. and Ghidorah. So there was a little bit more they in this movie. They don't cock tease you in this movie. But at the it's same like, time, right there. <laughs> it was still like 80% humans, 20% monster battles yeah and it's like it reminded me of Dumbo it's like the movie's about Dumbo but yet there's not much Dumbo in this movie <laughs> I felt the same way about Godzilla I'm like there's not a lot of Godzilla in this movie it feels like so much more though because of the first movie we tease it for so long yeah yeah but you're right it is 80-20 probably and it's like that would be fine an 80-20 split because I mean at the end of the day it is a Hollywood production you need to have real actors in it unless it's like an animated movie yeah. so that's fine but give me a story I actually care about yes I can't even tell you any of the characters names and shit <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that like all I know no. is like doctor doctor oh, doctor Ken, doctor and then the, I know Kingdom Wanabi's character's name is Sarazawa because that's a, that's a reference to a Godzilla movie well I'm not counting him because even he but like even he was inconsequential until like the end. Yeah. But even then, it was just like, oh man, what they do with his character, compared like to compare to the white guy who joins the fucking monarch league or whatever. Uh, that's Kyle Chandler, right? Uh, no, Kyle Chandler was the father. Yeah, the father. Oh yeah, yeah. It, he he because he's not part of the monarch. I thought you were talking about whatever. the other. The, the no, not the glasses guy. Oh. The father. Yeah. He's not part of the the monarch government group or whatever but they bring well, him in y- yes and no. i guess he kind of he kind of helped start it but then he left because yeah, he, yeah. he made the thing but he he had no actual like uh like he was not in that world as much as ken watanabe was no but yet when he joins he knows more shit than ken watanabe how many times did ken watanabe defer to him i'm like he has no shit why are you like do this this ridiculous thing uh, I, but it was like that idea. throughout most of the movie like the whole movie he would he would be like military operations and he be and he's the one running the military. And it's it makes like, no sense. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and why are we listening to you? <laughs> exactly. And like 
I, I was just like I said, I was just bo- like I didn't care. Like the motivations were stupid. Like <laughs> you have an actor of the caliber of Charles Dance, and he's supposedly the villain of this movie, the eco terrorist, and he's just he's just there. Like he doesn't do anything, and then he's not there. And then it's like, okay, well, what was the point of him? Oh, I just almost knocked over. You don't even get a good idea of like what he is as a villain. Like how villainous is he? You don't really know. You don't. He's a, he's an eco terrorist. What else is he? Mm, that's that's all. That's all you need to know. <laughs> he's just eco terrorist. And then it's like they try to be all deep with the, with the message of this movie and to talk about climate change and human error and fixing human error and we need to. And it was just like, it's not a Godzilla movie. If you're gonna talk like no 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 that that trying to touch on deeper meaning is in the spirit of Godzilla. That, remember how I said that the first movie was literally about the aftermath of the nuclear That attacks? was then. Give me something. Give me something. Well, no. Like, I, said, I think you could do it. Do a Captain Planet. Do a Captain Planet movie. That's a- I feel like, But I feel like in this movie, they just didn't do it well. Like They just was like a, as an afterthought. Oh, yeah. By the way, humans suck. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm like, you want to talk about climate change? Give me some rings. Have Gaia some, you know. Some- wait, are you talking about the, 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 the wife and her logic? Yeah. Fucking stupid. We're and then, like, that, that whole thing was, like, weird. Like, you would have a bunch of exposition, but they would have, like, PowerPoint presentations during the, ex- during the exposition. <laughs> and it's like, what, what is this? That was terrible. <laughs> like, overall, like, for the most part, throughout most of this, a good part of this movie, aside from the monster battles, I was falling asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, even when you, met, when you were, like, mentioning one of the characters, I'm like, I don't... I don't remember. I was probably sleeping during that part. <laughs> and and I don't, for the most part, I don't fall asleep in movies. Like the last time I fell asleep in a movie was Annihilation. That's why, that's why I was just, that's like the direct comparison. Because it doesn't matter how tired. Ti- there was a lot of Annihilation in this. <laughs> it doesn't matter how tired I am. I would not fall asleep in a movie. And for the, and I can't even say, oh, well, I just got off of work. No, I was off that day and I had literally woke up to go see the movie. So I was well rested. I don't know why when you're saying these things, it hurts me like I made the movie. <laughs> like, it's like, oh no, it's baby. It's your fault. <laughs> oh, sweet baby, no. <laughs> Stop hurting my child, Michael. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, like for the most, like it was getting, like it was starting to get to the point that two hours into the movie, I was getting mad because I'm just like, is this shit still going on? Like, is this still going on? Like, when is this thing going to end? Oh, man. Like, to me, the best part of the movie was when the credits rolled. Oh, man. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> but I will get to some positives. Okay. <laughs> the monster battles looked good to a certain extent. Like, I, there were a lot of, like, snapshot moments of, like, Got Godzilla and Ghidorah like standing face to face, about to face off, mm-hmm. and you saw the lightning and the shadow, the silhouette, yeah. and like there was a lot of those type of Bro, snapshots, Ghidorah, photogenic moments. When Ghidorah picks up Godzilla and flies into the clouds, it's just beautiful. Yeah, I was like, oh, or man, when like, like Rodan is like doing a like a barrel roll against yeah. the against the plane, like all that stuff looked beautiful when he came out the volcano. Yeah, the shock wave we went over the city, which. Also fucking stupid. Yeah, we'll get I, like, I don't get. I don't <laughs> no, no, no. What ha- what happened? Because that's the one of the few times they did show civilians, and it just made no sense. Again, it's just like you have no these these shots look amazing, but the devastation does not match what's happening on screen. 
because there's a moment where Rodan's flying across the city, and it's in the trailer, and you see the, everything he flies by is a shockwave of fire because his wings have magma on them. So it's like the entire city is being like just burned completely. It looks like that scene on Independence Day where that giant roll of fire goes over the city. Mm-hmm. But just as campy and stupid as an Independence Day, when the mom and son just take a, like a hard turn in the tunnel... And like they somehow miss the entire wall of flame that goes by them. And in the 90s, we forgave that shit. Because it was like, oh, it's stupid. It's campy. Whatever. But in this movie, when you're literally creating the apocalypse, this didn't have a tone, like the campy tone of Independence Day. So I can't forgive it when there's like a, like a, 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 a mom and a child and a soldier grabs them and takes like two steps to the side, like underneath an underpass or something. And then that wall of magma blows by them to the point where there's so much G-force from it. The kid goes flying into the air, and the guy's like holding the kid, like, like, like anchoring him down so he doesn't fly away. He's like, hold on, kid! And it's like, your arm were ripped off. The kid would be melted. <laughs> There'd be no, like, oh, I'm holding on. Yeah, because that's like to the point that cars are being, like, tr- yes! not even just regular cars, but like buses and stuff. Yes! There's no way you're that strong. Oh, <laughs> shit! My, my girlfriend turned to me like, really? I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, so those, there were a lot of beautiful snapshot moments and you could tell that they put a lot of work into making these creatures look beautiful. Like that first fight between Godzilla and Ghidorah was great. Mothra looked beautiful. However. Oh man, come on. (laughs) Come on. Even with those fights, like I'm going to be like the Japanese people describing Black Panther. I was getting drowsy. It was so dark. (laughs) Because with the exception of that fight, most of the other fights took place in the pale pitch blackness of night and it was a rainstorm on top of that. And so I'm just like, I felt like the same way I felt when we talked about uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Curse of Grindelwald. I was like, I can't see what's happening right now. Hmm. I don't know. I never had that issue, but I can see where you're coming from. I don't know. I feel like as cool as the idea is that wherever Ghidorah goes, a storm follows... You know, behind the scenes, the real reason for that was, hey, we can really hide some of these effects if we make everything stormy and rainy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't see what's happening now. Granted, somebody else said, well, I saw it in IMAX and I didn't have that problem. Oh, you didn't I, see IMAX? I saw it in standard, so oh, maybe that's why. Okay, I saw it in IMAX, so maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe that's why. But even still, you should have better lighting for people that are seeing it in a standard definition. Yeah, there's no excuse. And the only reason I did it is because IMAX was full and so was Dolby. Mm. But yeah, so like, I'm like, this would be, I would enjoy this even more if I could see what's going on. It's just so drowsy, so dark. So drowsy. (laughs) But yeah, but like I said, overall, the best part of the movie was when the credits, the credits rolled. But (laughs) But I did some, I did enjoy some, some of the monster battles and, but at the same time, it was like nothing hit me as much as that final moment in the 2014 Godzilla when he blew fire into that monster's mouth. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But that, that was all product of the pacing. Like as much as I don't, I don't like the cock tease for that long, that, that you don't get that amazing buildup and payoff without that cock tease. You know what I mean? The problem with this movie is, even though they give you a lot of action, because they give you so much action, by the time you get to that last battle, you're kind of numb to it. It's just like, okay, yeah. And because there's no weight to the fight, there's no, like, there's no, uh, what's the word? Um, casualties. 
not the, not that though. Collateral damage. Collateral damage. Yeah, because, because you don't feel the collateral damage. It just is like whatever. It's just, it might as well be a video game. We're just fighting in a big arena. It's not really a city anymore. It's just a, a place to fight. You don't feel the impact of that last battle because literally how it ends is basically a nuclear bomb goes off in in DC. And then it's like such a movie trope where it's like conveniently everybody happened to evacuate from this major city. Bullshit. And it's like that doesn't even happen in real life. No. Like. <laughs> They call for evacuations for Katrina in New Orleans, and people didn't evacuate. It's like it's not that easy to move a whole. Yeah, it's not city. that easy to get rid of. But conveniently, just like in BVS, everybody happened. Thankfully, this is on. This is a what was I say? It's a, it's after hours, and people are home from work. <laughs> it's like that's not how that works. Nah. But yeah, but overall, I would give this movie a less than passable. Oh. Mm, ah. <laughs> like, a, like a low less than pass. Ah, no, <laughs> come on. The action didn't help at all. <laughs> the, the action did help. That's why it's less than pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's my bias showing a little bit because I, I can't argue with that. I can't be like, no, but Michael, <laughs> come on. The human of it <laughs> was so great. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. Are you going to get into spoilers real quick? Because we got to talk about the fucking stupid ass human characters. So if you don't want to hear sports for Godzilla, even though, honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, I think the best, I I need a Jeremy Johns rating for this. Like, this movie is basically, what, what is it? I'm going to forget it in T minus. I already forgot. Yeah. Nothing, like I said, it's like, it's like a fast food meal. Nothing sticks to you. Like like you said, that, that final moment in Godzilla 2014, as much as I, while watching that movie the first time, I was bored by it until the end. At least years later, when I think about it, I still think about that scene. Like, it, it still resonates. And I feel like this movie, sad to say, kind of made me appreciate that 2014 movie more. Because mm-hmm. how, they, how they characterized and kind of showcased Godzilla made him feel, like, larger than life. But You're not still want more Godzilla. What, in this movie? Period. Like, movies in general? Yes. So you're excited for King Kong versus Godzilla? No, no, no. I mean, in terms of, like, the fighting... Like, oh. not the movies. I mean, like, within the movie. Um, yeah, it's just, you gotta pace it in a way. And make him break out into song and dance. No, please don't do that. Yes. <laughs> then you're getting back into the Japanese Whoa! camping Godzilla. Where Godzilla's, like, dancing and shit and fucking using his fire breath to fly. It's so stupid. Ladies and gents, this is the roar you've been waiting for. <laughs> I'll be okay with that, actually. <laughs> Godzilla with the top hat. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that fucking, the, the wife, the, the, who, what's her name? Vera Farmiga. Vera That's Farmiga. the uh, woman from Conjuring. Okay. And in the trailers, they show her talking about the, the earth being given back to the rifle owners, the Titans, but in the movie, they get more into like where she's coming from, which is so, it opens with her son dying in the aftermath of the Godzilla battle in 2014. Then you find out, like you think at the beginning she's abducted by the eco-terrorist Tywin Lannister, but then the twist is she actually is working with Tywin Lannister. In fact, she actually went to Tywin Lannister herself to help her uh, release all the kaiju in the world. Starting with Ghidorah. Starting with Ghidorah. With the logic of, we fucked up the planet, and by releasing the kaiju... We're going to fuck up the planet even more. Yeah, we're (laughs) going to Thanos this shit. And have them be like the natural order uh, course correction for the world. And I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. Your son died from Godzilla. 
You would think like the father, because the father hates God. He's like, oh, I hate, I hate that monster killed my son. That would make more sense for her character too. Like, why if you're if Godzilla killed your son, why is your response to that? Well, you know, let's I mean? release more Godzillas. Yeah, let's release more Godzillas and kill more kids. <laughs> and clearly, her whole motivation is she's reeling from the fact that her son died. So I'm like, how does your leap of logic go from well, my son died, now I'll be a villain to release more monsters and destroy more things? Well, she's gonna get him back in the plants. Circle of life. That makes no sense. It does. When a king dies, he becomes the grass, and the antelope eat the grass. All right, Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then what makes it worse is, so she's full villain. And at the point where she's basically committing genocide. The worst genocide. Like, in some ways, she's worse than Thanos. Because she doesn't really know. It's not like Thanos like, snip my fingers, and half the world, half the world just disappears. Half, like More than half the world will be left. She doesn't even know how much of the world will be leveled by these I giant monsters. Say she's worse than she's worse than Thanos. Thanos, it wasn't just the one planet. It's the universe. It was the universe. But, but at least it was like, it wasn't a violent death. It was a, you fade away. And this is like, people die horribly from being trampled and burned. And it's like, what? you're evil. Pure that's, evil. That's their fault. They didn't duck behind an alley quick enough. <laughs> but then they do a thing where toward the end of the movie... They try and redeem her. I'm sitting there going, uh, fuck no. I want Godzilla to fucking squash this bitch. And did she leave? Did she live? They, they didn't really clarify. I don't, I don't think so because she's in the car. Like they do a moment where, yeah, but they don't necessarily, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to, to try and stop Ghidorah. But they don't clarify whether she lived or died or not. I'm, my whole, my, well, they show if, the car flip. If you never see a, if you don't see a body, they're still alive. Bro, if she survived, you know how fucking bullshit that plot armor has to be? Because not only did she, her car get flipped yeah, by the door. Yeah, but even when the car flipped, you still saw her alive. But then immediately after, Godzilla walks in with his super radiation. And he's, just by walking into the area, everything's melting. So if he's literally right there with her. But just, and then like, he, but just like you said in 2012, it stopped right before it hit her. <laughs> that would be such bullshit. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. If, if they do reveal that she's not dead, I assume she's dead. But if she's not, that's fucking dumb. I don't put it past the movie though, because the whole movie is stupid. <laughs> like, and then he does like the nuclear like wave explosion thingy. She's gotta be dead. It was, it was like, literally like, but when they pan out of DC at the end of the movie, which is a cool uh, shot. Armin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it's a cool, it's a cool shot. Everything, but everything's leveled. It looks like DC is a wasteland. There's no way she's alive. <laughs> Wait, DC? It wasn't DC. Was it, was it in Washington DC? It was in Mexico. No, the last battle was in Washington D.C. No, it was in like Isla de Mara. What? No, the fucking Washington building thing was there. No, oh no, the Rodan thing was Isla. Yeah, Rodan was in yeah. Isla, wherever. He's this quizzical Spanish monster, whatever the fuck. But yeah, so I'm just like, I I couldn't believe that after making this this woman illogically the villain. And having her be so evil that she's basically committing genocide and is not apologetic about it, that they try and redeem her by the end. I'm like, how dare you? That That's white privilege. You want to talk about white privilege in a movie? Because her daughter. Because <laughs> her daughter? Didn't she like change because her daughter? I don't I was asleep. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. The only thing Millie Bobby Brown did in this whole movie was, uh, very oddly, there's a moment in the beginning where she's releasing Ghidorah that she she runs to her father, but then she's like, "No, come back! Don't go to him!" And then it's like she has to choose between her father and her mother, and then she ends up going back to her mother. 
But even that didn't make sense. At that moment, I was like, are you an accessory to genocide, Millie Bobby Brown? Like, is Eleven evil now? But then it makes it seem like, no, I didn't know that you wanted to kill everybody. I just know that you wanted to release the kaiju. I'm like, bitch, what do you think that's going to do? <laughs> like, but that moment doesn't even play into anything. There's no, there's no like overall theme of like her being torn between her mother and her father. So why was that even a moment? It, I don't know. <laughs> the human characters have no purpose. Exactly. <laughs> it's so stupid. But yeah, they were the whole purpose of the movie. Like... And, and the waste of Kim Watanabe's character of he ends up committing suicide basically because Godzilla gets quote unquote killed. I remember that's the part I woke up on, but I was like, "Wow, you really fell asleep." It wasn't even like a <laughs> I was like, "I don't even know what's that like what's happening." I know he's sacrificing himself, but why? <laughs> I uh, know Godzilla was like on his deathbed, but I'm like, I don't even know what happened <laughs> during the Godzilla Ghidorah fight. Or no, so after they release Rodan, uh, they do a thing where they try and lead Rodan to Ghidorah, so they fight. But then they fight, but they, he doesn't kill Rodan. He just kind of like smacks him away. And then when they go to kill the humans, and this happens so many times in this movie, where it's like, oh, the humans are going to die. Godzilla comes in. It happens like four or five times to the point where when it happens like toward the end of the movie, you're like, well, I know what's going to happen. It seems like someone's going to die. So what's going to happen? Oh, there's Godzilla. Like every single time they did that, it became too tropey. Um, right before Ghidorah kills the humans, Godzilla, cause he's by the ocean. Godzilla, like a shark kind of thing, grabs and pulls him under. And then the humans are like, we've got this new weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer. And that's actually a throwback to the first Godzilla movie where they kill Godzilla with a, a weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer where it pulls all the oxygen out of the water. Which is not how it looks in this movie. It's, it's, it's almost the Oxygen Destroyer name only. Because in this movie, it's just like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, it was, I, I do remember that, actually. Yeah. It, it, but it just looks like a nuke. It yeah. doesn't look like it's doing anything special. Like in the movie... They realize nuclear bombs and shit can't kill Godzilla, so they in the first movie. So they use the oxygen destroyer, which pulls all the oxygen out of the water, so it kind of like suffocates slash weirdly was, part of me is Godzilla. Like, you haven't really thought that through. You know, there's food, human food in the water. You, you get fish, shrimp, oysters. Yeah, you're killing all of that. You know that, right? <laughs> I think that was also kind of the message we're trying to. Granted, do. I know they like. It was like, well, it's only a two mile radius. I'm like, that's still pretty. That's still pretty. You know, it's that's a lot. Of, yeah, that's a lot of life. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. We're humans. We don't give a fuck about life, Michael. <laughs> so then, uh, Godzilla's dying, but King Ghidorah's not because they're like, oh, well, King Ghidorah, he regenerates because he's actually from another planet. He's an alien. It's like, oh, okay, that actually stayed true to the Ghidorah origin. It's kind of cool. But then, uh, Godzilla goes to like recover, and they find like this ancient like structure underwater that Godzilla's recovering in and they decide that someone has to sacrifice themselves because of course what happens is they have a nuclear bomb and they're like well if we hit Godzilla with a nuke the radiation will recharge him which is like is that really correct science but whatever <laughs> um, but they can't like the, the of course the bomb is jammed how often does that happen so they have, one person has to go into the, the, the din and set it off manually of course so you get like a, an Armageddon moment where Kim Watanabe sacrifices himself to detonate the bomb, which is kind of a cool. Again, visually, Just I love this movie. Say Godzilla, I want to set this bomb off. Open your mouth. Let me hide inside. What well, doesn't even make sense, really? Because it's a nuclear bomb, and they're like, I don't know, a submarine ride away from Godzilla, but they can't get any closer because like the radiation is too strong. If you get any closer, you're gonna die instantly. So wherever it goes, the suicide mission. But then it's like. Hiding, but, hiding, hiding Godzilla's mouth. But it's a nuclear bomb. 
just there's gotta be a timer or something get it from a distance shoot it from a distance and it's a nuclear bomb it's gonna it's gonna hit him regardless you don't have to get like right up to his face to do it it has to be point point ground zero point blank (laughs) and the whole thing is like godzilla doesn't hate humanity like they were like oh well clearly he's a he's our he's the only ally because he's the apex predator doesn't hate humans but then i'm like the moment where Kim Watanabe, again, visually it looks cool, but when Kim Watanabe walks up to Godzilla and like puts the bomb down and like puts his hand on Godzilla's face and the bomb goes off, it's the equivalent of like if some cockroaches went into your room and like put a bomb in your face and set it off. Would you like those cockroaches after that? I feel like if anything, he'd be like, now I'm going to kill all humanity because you fucked my face up. <laughs> Apparently he didn't though. <laughs> he was... It, he absorbed it. Yeah, he he got better. But not really. They also do. This is why I call it the the BVS of Godzilla movies because they they combine so many different movie elements from Godzilla past into this. So like the 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 after, the, the the consequence of that is they say the nuclear explosion worked too well and he absorbed too much energy. So he's like a nuclear reactor now. And he's gonna explode in like t minus fifteen minutes or whatever. So that's how the, the final battle against Ghidorah goes. He's like a ticking time bomb and you think he's gonna die because when that happens in the old Godzilla movies he at the end of the movie he finally explodes and that's the plot of the whole movie he's he's slowly gonna explode it's like that uh, it's like all-star Superman where he absorbed so much solar radiation he actually, ended up with cancer actually yeah but what made that ending impactful is because the entire movie you're building up to it but in this movie is like an afterthought. It was like in the, in the end of the second act, it's like, oh, by the way, he's going to explode. And in the third act, he does explode, but it doesn't kill him. So I'm like, why didn't it kill him? I'm confused. Because nuclear energy doesn't kill him. But they made it a point to be like, he's going to explode. He did. But not in the way that it kills him, just energy came off of him. Yeah. That's that's not exploding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, mean, I guess it kind of is, but they made it seem like he's going to die. But then he doesn't. He just... He can't die. It's got to be Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, I know, but even- and that and, and, and now that I think about that's basically what this movie was to me. Nothing but a, a prequel, an inconsequential advertisement for Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, because I can't tell you how many times they reference a Skull Island Kong, and they show footage, a they, lot of footage, a lot like of King Kong and shit. Even in the the end credits, the newspaper clippings. Yeah, and then you see like hieroglyphs of Godzilla and King Kong. Maybe they fought in the past. And I'm like, that's basically what this movie felt like. They just needed this to get to Godzilla versus Kong. But after this movie, I'm like, I already didn't think King Kong had a chance. But the way he fights Ghidorah and beats him, I'm like, there's no way that monkey's going to beat Godzilla. Well, even, even, even before that, like, Kong doesn't have anything close to atomic breath. No! Or regeneration. Ghidorah could regenerate and still lost. Like, shoot that shit, like, shoot him from a distance, and Kong is dead. One atomic breath that hits him should be And is Kong a good guy or a villain? Kong's a good guy. So then why are they fighting? (laughs) Well, okay, and here's here's the post-credit scene. They show uh, Tywin Lannister finds Ghidorah's head, because... Oh, yeah, I didn't f- even know there was a post-credit scene. I left soon. Wow! Soon as the credits are rolled. <laughs> okay, well, the post-credit scene was just Tywin Lannister finding the head that Godzilla ripped off of Ghidorah. Um, but they don't show you what's going to happen with that. There's a couple of options. One, and even that wasn't that. I, I was like, when it happened, I was just like, all right. What, the head bite? Yeah. Eh, whatever. I mean, it was kind of cool. I wasn't like, yeah! No. I was just saying, all right. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he's done. Because the regeneration thing I've never seen in any other Godzilla movies. That's kind of new. Um... 
But it could be a thing where they're setting up Mecha Godzilla. I mean, not Mecha Godzilla. Uh, Mecha Ghidorah. That's a thing from the old school Godzilla movies. Or it could be a thing because that head got ripped off during the Oxygen Destroyer attack. Um, this is real deep cuts for Godzilla that you don't even know what I'm talking about. But there's a monster called Destroyer who was kind of like a, like a devil version of Godzilla. And the plot of uh, that revolved around him was the it's like a it was like a a genetic mutation of the oxygen destroyer that killed the first Godzilla in Godzilla DNA to create this like super Godzilla kind of monster and that's the Godzilla. But it's not Godzilla DNA it's Ghidorah. No, but they could just change it. They could make it like it's a Ghidorah. Like they could just be like Ghidorah destroyer. See that kind of matches. <laughs> you know, a movie thing. They simplify it, but um. That was the monster that killed Godzilla, and he had to use a nuclear explosion burning Godzilla form to beat it. But then they, it's like a Vegeta move where he sacrificed himself and killed Destroyer too. But then his son in that movie became the new Godzilla, little Gazuki. You don't care. <laughs> but that's a possible a possible third movie if they go that way, or if not even a third movie, if they do a BVS, and if they do this, I hope they don't fucking pull a full BVS and show us in the trailer. But you think it's gonna be straight up just King Kong versus Godzilla, or do you think it's gonna be King Kong versus Godzilla at first, and a third monster or something else is a true antagonist? Be something else, and they team up, like Batman v Superman. But no, they're not really. It's Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what they're gonna do. I can't because in the original movie, and I it, thought Mothra was stronger than she was. So I'm like, no. she, she's weak. Mothra <laughs> always gets killed like that. Like she, Mother always dies sacrificing herself to protect Godzilla. But I love that scene. Like. And my girlfriend loved it too because she was like, this is bullshit. The only female monster like just is like, oh, I'm so beautiful. I'm like an angel in the air. And at the, there's a point where, because at the end, like at the midway in the movie, Mothra shows up in her full Mothra form as kind of just like a beacon to show where Godzilla is to the humans. And then you for, kind of forget like she just disappears again. So it's like, where the fuck is Mothra? And just as I was thinking where's Mothra in the finale, you see like the, the light like, oh, like oh mother's back okay she's pretty my girlfriend was like oh here we go again with this just like oh she's just gonna float in the air but this is like ah! <laughs> she just freaks the fuck out and like dive bombs Rodan and starts fucking it up I love that scene that actually is probably my favorite scene in the movie just because it was so fucking like out of nowhere and it was just like it, it, to me it was like an angry girlfriend that was like don't fuck with my man <laughs> I mean I like how she shot come at Rodan uh, Ghidorah's heads that's actually one of my favorite shots in the movie and I, that's what I was talking about when I said that Godzilla has like human expressions. Come shot, come shot, come shot, come shot, come shot. <laughs> it's like Spider-Man webs against like the building and like mm-hmm. two of Ghidorah's heads are stuck to the building and it's like, you know, a reflective building. So the, the third Ghidorah head is trying to free the other two heads. I also liked how the three Ghidorah heads had like separate personalities. Mm-hmm. But then in the reflection of the building, you see Godzilla behind Ghidorah and the third Ghidorah head turns around like, oh shit! And then he gets hit with the fucking laser beam. I'm like, oh, that was fucking Badass. <laughs> but I like that's probably my favorite shot. But I feel like the, the Mothra scene was my favorite of the whole movie. Just because it was so unexpected. It's like, oh, she's badass now. Okay. Because <laughs> original Mothra is actually even worse than that. Like, original Mothra couldn't even fight, really. She just kind of, like, just flap her wings. And yeah, make she's it, like, supposed to be the guardian? Kinda. And then, again, not I, much of a guardian. Not much. <laughs> um, again, deep cuts. Like, they did even have the... Um, the Japanese Maiden Shrine twins as a reference. 
that that Asian woman who shows like pictures of her family and how they they've been like on that island with Mothra their entire like the whole family generations has been there and that they're all twins. You're probably asleep. I was like, I don't okay. know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably asleep. It's it's inconsequential. It's it's literally just a nod to the fans. There's there's so many moments like that that I'm like, if you don't know Godzilla history, there's so many moments just like whatever. That doesn't make that doesn't change the movie at all. It's just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Okay, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, was there anything else? Oh, one thing that disappoint me with the monsters they would just show like justice league style like email clips of the monsters destroying other cities because like oh uh Ghidorah his alpha call is awakening all the kaiju around the world they're all destroying cities around the world and they would just like cut to like a city being destroyed by like just random monsters those random monsters are fucking garbage like a giant woolly mammoth a giant spider which kind of is a reference to a Godzilla monster, but they weren't like. I guess I was asleep. I don't remember that. Wow. <laughs> what are the monsters that show up at the end? When Godzilla beats Ghidorah oh. and all th- all like three monsters come. That's another thing. There's only three at the end. Were there like seventeen? Then they they, yeah, they said it was seventeen. Where were and, they? And counting. Where were they? There's they, only three. They didn't have the budget for it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Though I did like that final scene where they all kind of kiss Godzilla's ring. He's like, "I'm the king, bitch." <laughs> like uh, toothless. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. <sighs> yeah, but I, I, this movie was trash. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I saw three movies this weekend, and that's not even on a list of the one, the ones I enjoyed out of the three. All right, well I'm gonna just say it now then. Spoilers, but not really. I like Mom more than Godzilla. Yeah, I like Mom way more than Godzilla. <laughs> oh, so, I was sitting there watching. I went to go see Mom because I was like burnt out because I saw I saw Godzilla, Ma, and Rocket Man this weekend. How was Rocket Man? I liked it. I like Rocket Man. Okay. I didn't think I would like Ma. But I was like, well, I guess I didn't really like Godzilla, so I might as well just give it a shot. And I was sitting there like, halfway the movie, I'm sitting there like... Did you see it by yourself? Or? I, saw, I saw it by myself. My girlfriend doesn't like scary movies. So I was watching it, I'm like... I'm like, was it I, scary? Was it scary? <laughs> she doesn't like thrillers or suspense movies either. Like, if, if, if... I agree with you, it wasn't a scary movie, but it was disturbing. Like I was sitting there going... Oh, yeah, it was very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't believe... I am more intrigued. Yeah, that too. (laughs) I can't believe I'm more intrigued by Ma than Godzilla. (laughs) This is not okay. (laughs) Yep, that's how I felt. All right, is there anything else we want to talk about Godzilla before we get into? You want to talk about Ma? Yes. Just real quick for those that don't, maybe they haven't seen it. Maybe we can plug it, get some more butts and seats for Ma. I mean, how do you know people saw Godzilla? I'm sure Godzilla was a bigger draw than Ma was. Just, was it? <laughs> I don't know. You did box office, right? Is it? Uh, it's got to be. I'll let you know. It's got to be. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get out of Stay Godzilla. Stay tuned. In summary, Godzilla was not king of the monster movies for me, which is so disappointing. Why can't they do giant monsters right, Michael? Why? <laughs> they can. Pacific Rim 1. But even that wasn't my ideal movie because even that was kind of weak with the, the character. It was better, but it, like the... It could have been stronger too, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about more giant things. Let's talk about giant black woman. <laughs> let's talk about Ma. Welcome to Ma. What's the best drinking spot in town? That bitch is crazy. I don't want to hang out at Ma's anymore. Are you guys mad at me for something? Probably something wrong with me. 
Maggie. I can feel those big doe eyes watching me. Very, what is it, sizest? Sizest. Hey, it kind of played into the story, too. Um, I'm going to let you take this one. How did you feel about Ma? Ma. For those who don't know, because maybe people don't know what the story is about, you want to just summarize that real quick? Basically, Ma is a story about uh, a group of kids. And one one kid out of the group is the new girl in town. And so she makes friends with these group of kids in the small town. They don't even say where this place takes, where this movie takes place. I'm assuming it's the South. It's bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they she makes friends with a group of kids. And she's the new girl in the group. And so it's part of like a hazing almost thing. Like they have her stand outside of a liquor store because, you know, teenagers they like to they want to drink so they try to convince any passerby passing by adult to buy them some alcohol Hmm. and nobody's taking the bait and it looks like they're about to give up and then all of a sudden octavia spencer's character shows up her name is sue ann Hmm. and she seems like the cool lady because she's the one out of all the adults that was willing to buy them some alcohol and then eventually she invites them to her house and she's like, well, if you really want to have some fun away from the eyes of prying adults, I got a basement in the middle of nowhere. And the kids, instead of going like, fuck that. Yeah, that's that seems a little suspicious. They're like, yeah, cool. All right, let's do it. <laughs> These kids deserve to die. By yeah. The way. They're, they're stupid as fuck. And so eventually, Except, it was funny that the black kid was the only one that goes, yo, we don't know this shit. Yeah, exactly. But, then but, that, but that, even then, he was like, yeah, you cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got any pizza bagels, ma? <laughs> ma. I like that. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You got no common sense. <laughs> and then eventually. And then like, no, fuck that too. Because even the very first time they hang out there, some crazy shit happens. But then they're like, you cool. No. <laughs> but we're not talking spoilers. Shut the fuck no, no, up. No, it's not, I'm not going to say what it was, but I'm <laughs> but, just like, no but, fucking way. Let me finish my synopsis, bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so then eventually in this small town, she becomes known throughout the, the whole town. Like the neighborhood is like the happening spot for teens or whatever. Which kind of happens overnight. Which, yeah, happens definitely <laughs> happens overnight. And <laughs> basically her motivations aren't what they seem to be. She's not, she doesn't seem to be the cool old lady that, hey, yeah. I was young. I was young once too. I want to drink. I know what it's like to drink. Don't it's, make me drink part, alone. It's part that. It's part, that's partially she, what it is. It's partially what it is, but she has other motivations yeah. behind that. Yeah. And shit happens. And then that's where the sinister shit starts happening. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so for like a thriller. I'm not, and it, I'm and not it's, and it's it. another uh, Blumhouse Productions movie. So, you know, people that did Get Out, Paranormal Activity. That makes sense. Because, I mean, it's pretty. Happy Death Day. It seems pretty low budget. Because there's not much. Not, I would call it a thriller more than a horror movie because the gore doesn't happen until like basically the very end. Like it's, yeah, it's and all it's not even, and it's not even that much. No, but just like Godzilla twenty fourteen, the build up makes what happens. Oh yeah, the build up was definitely great, and I think the thing that made this movie better for me it makes the end like ah. I think this movie. I think the thing that makes this movie better for me and why I enjoyed it so much is because I I saw somebody else say that a lot of the stuff that was in this movie was in the trailer, and we always talk about that all the time like how we hate when movies do that they sh- it's like everything was in the trailer i yeah. honestly i don't remember the trailer that much me either so when stuff happened that was in the trailer 
I was surprised because again, I don't I don't remember the trailer. So I guess that was a good good thing on me. Cuz I saw somebody else say, "Well, I couldn't have, I didn't enjoy this movie cuz everything that all this twists and turns were in the trailer." And I were was they? like, "Oh, well, I guess they I think just the basic premise was in the trailer. I'm I'm trying to remember. I don't think they spoiled the well, cuz I think with with this that was in the trailer. Oh, yeah, but who cares? Well, I feel like that's like the, in that the, part. The, that's the part where I was like I was like this because because I, I was like I think I was like that's the part that people are like what the fuck are you talking about? Well, that's the part where I feel like this movie jumped from like a ten to like a hundred. I was oh, like yeah. whoa, <laughs> like, God, I was damn. like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, when the ball starts rolling, it rolls fast. Um, but I mean, I don't really mind that. I, I feel like what they kept close to the chest was Ma's backstory and what makes her tick, and I feel like that's the interesting part. That's the part that made me care and feel kind of conflicted by the end. I think that's what makes it stick with me is how I was conflicted. I I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know if I understood where she was coming from. And in some ways I was almost rooting for her. But at the same time, I do kind of wish though, this movie was rated R. I wish they made it more rated R. Like more gore? Yeah, or like yeah, like just more more rated R. I don't, I don't know. I could have been to... more gory at the end, but I feel like like I said, the, the build up. I'm to not the saying like scene. hostile or saw levels of gore, but just like it seemed like they were and this is the same complaint I had with Rocket Man. It's like it felt like they were kind of skirting the line of trying to not be too rated R, but still wanted to be somewhat PG thirteen. I mean, but it was rated R, right? It was rated R, but it's like but it wasn't rated R. I think the end, some shit happens that makes it kind of radar, ish, ish. Because even I mean, PG thirteen movies have blood and okay. Yeah, actually, now I think about it, it wasn't. I don't know. It's so weird. Like, I guess maybe because I spent the so thing much- that made it rated R to me, and again, the same complaint I have with Rocket Man. There were a lot of f bombs. Yeah. So in PG thirteen movies, situations. I think you could only have one. You kind of see a dick in this. You could only have one. Well, yeah, you do. But I was like, I don't think that was real. But no, I don't think it was real either. But I'm just saying, like, that's rated R territory. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing that made it rated. You see it for like a hot second. Yeah. Happy Pride. Pride. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the most the most thing that just made made it rated R was just the fact that it was a lot of f bombs. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about it. What happens at the end? You're right, it could have been worse. But I think what in the moment why I felt it was so bad was because you have so you spend so much time with those kids that they feel kind of like real people by the end. So seeing them get hurt hurts more. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. Yeah, maybe that's But I wanted them to see them get really like Yo, it was so funny. Fuck those white kids. Some kids got <laughs> fucked up. The black kid didn't get nothing, really. No, he didn't get nothing. <laughs> he was like, oh, man, yeah, I got well, lucky. We're going to spoil the terror. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's, like, we want to rate it? Let's rate it. Uh, I would give it a... More than passable. I would also give it a more than passable. I was I was, that was thrilled. And I think um, what would have made the perfect vision, if they went a little deeper into her backstory, fleshed out a little bit more, I want to know a little bit more about her relationship with some of the other people in the town. Mm-hmm. Like you, you get you get a taste of it in that last conversation between her and Maggie's mother. If they went deeper with the backstory, like I said, they went harder with the rated R aspect. Yeah, and it also leaned into the obvious racist tones. 
within yeah, this they movie, didn't. but they don't. They like touch on it, but they like touch on it with like a pinky finger. Like they're yeah. scared. They were scared to touch it. It's like, but it's like you're obviously leaning in that direction. Even Why with, are you skirting? Even the thing with the black kid. Yeah, that's yeah. Why didn't they go harder into it? And even. Her flashbacks. Kinda, That's what I'm Like all of that. It like, kind of gives her, more. Her flashbacks and the kid and the black, the one black kid in this all white town. That's true. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. Was it originally cast as a black woman? No, it was originally supposed to be a white woman. Oh, maybe that's why. So maybe like any of the small things he did was like add on. But, but I, f- I was going to say, I feel like even still, if you change it, then change it. But maybe it was already like deep in production before I guess they could maybe. change it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. But yeah, I'm right. like, but yeah, I was like, what well, most that was like, yeah, originally this role was supposed to go to a white woman. I was like, yeah, what well, most roles supposed to go to white people. It's just gonna be called Ma. I think I think it's still called Ma. Yeah, no white woman be called Ma. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Um, so let's get into spoilers. We want to talk some spoilers. It's really just the kills. I think I just want to talk about the black kid. <laughs> it's just like yeah, all he got was white, just like white paint. Yeah, white paint. <laughs> I was like, oh, is, it, is it like white acid on his face? No, it's paint. No, it's just paint. But, <laughs> but I actually like that because I'm like, no, kill the white people. <laughs> yeah. And their reasoning is like, they only can have yeah, one they of can us. only there can only be one of us. Only one token. Yeah, only one token black was, black person. Can you imagine which like, is which is true? Like you think oh, yeah, about that's true. pretty much every movie, TV show, even books. There's always the one token black person. Yeah, he was that token in this. Yeah. Like literally, like like white couples, and then him. Like it's so random. It was like I'm the black friend, and even, and even him. Like everybody else was hooking up, but while he's just like, nah. Yeah, that would have been a really good parallel to her story. I'm not. I, I can't hook up with nobody because I'm black. You know what I mean? But if they actually went deeper into the race thing and actually showed from his perspective a little bit more, like how he's treated in town, if it was a similarity to her, they could have kind of been kindred spirits. But they or if. You want to be progressive with it and show well times are different than when she was growing up, so maybe they're a little bit more granted accepting? still racist, but a little bit more accepting of him yeah. than when she was growing up. They do touch on the race shit a couple of times. So that Even could also so, like, so that could also shit. so that could also push to make more sense with her kind of hating him, yeah. but not like really hating him, which is why she only did the white face. Because like, well, people love you. So no, I want them to love me. So there can only be one. So yeah. I'm going to paint you white. Yeah, that's weird. But can you imagine him waking up and going like, one kid got his stomach burnt by an iron. Another chick got her mouth sewn so, together. Yeah. One guy got stabbed. He's just like, oh my God. Oh, it's just white paint. Okay. <laughs> it washes right off. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Man, you got fucked up. Man. Yeah, I mean, I got it bad too. Like the paint got a little bit, little bit paint out of my eyes. Like, yeah, but let's talk about how stupid these kids are too. Because like, there are so many moments where it's like you should never go back there. Why are you going back even there? Even the first, like the, the very maybe, first time. Maybe, maybe the first. Maybe even nah. I would say even you, the first two times. Maybe I can nope. forgive it a little bit. After the first time, would you ever a go back to it? I'm not saying me. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I, I got. It will make sense for you to forgive it a little bit, but then after that, it's like, well, maybe maybe white people wouldn't bumfuck no more pre forgiving of that kind of bullshit. You know, you ever heard stories about like I've had like white friends in college tell me like really borderline kind of suspect stories about like, oh yeah, man. So Bob fell asleep. I put a carrot in his ass, like shit like that. Where it's like. I would never be your friend again. Yeah, you think about a lot of like the white fraternities and stuff like that, like yeah. putting plungers in people's ass, like rupturing their anus. Oh man, oh stop! <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? Like black fraternities, we just haze you. <laughs> like yeah. we, we'll we'll beat you up. 
that's better. I say, <laughs> I say we like I'm in a fucking fraternity. Yeah, I've, I've never they, been <laughs> But like you hear about them getting beat up, but you never hear about their asses being ruptured. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that first time they drink over at her, first of all, they're drinking in this creepy lady's like fucking uh, isolated house. In the middle of nowhere. Pu- middle of nowhere. And then she pulls a gun on one of the kids and it's like, take your clothes off. Yeah, take your clothes off. And then I'm like, okay, maybe if she stops... If she has him stop after the shirt comes off, it's one thing. But she had him completely stripped yeah, naked. Like completely naked. The point where everybody saw his dick. Like, he, he took off his pants. And she's like, nah, I'm just kidding. And he's like, oh, my, you so crazy. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I would never go back. Oh, yeah, the fact that she's, like, obsessively texting them. Yes. Over bing, and over. Bing, like, bing, yeah, bing, 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 bing. Why are you not? Why are you not texting me back? Did I do something wrong? I'm sorry. Come back. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. Why is it sticking me over his head? That sticks in my head too. Don't make me drink alone. And it's like, leave me alone. Oh, just her reactions when one girl was like, "You oh. need a fucking boyfriend." And she's like, "You need to watch your fucking mouth." Like even after that, yeah, I was but, just like, "But but that scene and here's like some of the editing choices." Or how she I'm shows like, up randomly at the school. Like how do you know where we go to school? Like. Or that moment where it's like, how did she get our number? Oh, I probably gave it when we were drunk. I'm like, no, no man, there's something yeah. red, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> and that thing you're talking about where she shows up at their place and it's like, oh, come with me, let's go drink. And you're like, nah, ma, it's a weekday. Like, don't you have a job? And she's like, maybe you should watch your damn mouth. That happened right after the scene of them, like the night before partying and them going upstairs. She's like, don't go upstairs. Like, you can party downstairs, but if you go upstairs, we got a problem. They go upstairs to use the bathroom. Those same two girls, and she like freaks out violently, like pushes him against the wall to the point where they just they they leave after that. They're like, "Oh my god, Ma's crazy," and then they have that crazy moment right after that, and they're just like, "Ah, eh, whatever." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, but Stephanie's having a birthday party. We gotta go there. It's like, no, no, we don't. Yes. I'll send you a text. Like, what are you doing? And then she she texts that 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 bitchy girl who's like the popular chick, texts everybody, I guess she just has a like group chat or her Instagram or something. She texts everybody to say like, look man, Ma's crazy. Let's never go back there again. Let's just go party at somebody else's yeah, house. Yeah, block her. Hey, I got a new number and everybody's cool with it. It's yeah, like- and then the next scene is they're partying at Ma's place and then Maggie has to go there and like try and get her boyfriend out. But I'm like, Why'd you still go? <laughs> and I mean, I guess if you live in a small town and nothing's happening, like you just like, and now you find a, a place that's fun, it's like you don't want to give that up. It's almost like a drug. I guess young kids got to drink, right? But Jesus, man. Yeah, is- yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of. That's why I was like, I can forgive the first two times, but I, I feel like it didn't. Bo- granted, it didn't bother me, but I'm like, yeah, it bother me. They're definitely doing like you have to keep the plot for because obviously, if you stop going to Mars, the movie's over. I just feel like the ramp up could have been slower. Like that scene with the gun definitely should not have been the first hangout. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, but I did like the ramp up of the violence. So when she hits uh, the Mercedes chick with her car, she kills. That's why I felt sorry for her. They do a good job of making you feel for Ma. So you're conflicted by the end. Cause like, at the same time, it's like, but I don't know what was her motivation for doing what she was doing for her do- with her daughter. I mean, it just seemed like she just wanted to be like loved and she just basically kept her daughter locked away in her house to force you know like those over controlling crazy parents that want like i want you to be safe can want you to give me all your affection just me no one else kind of seem like that um i was gonna say fuck i forgot oh the ramp up of um and i felt sorry for her uh they did so many scenes of her boss giving her shit and you, you, oh no i don't uh, the boss, I loved her. You like, love the boss? The veterinarian, I loved yeah. her. Like, 
Every time she what, was as an show- actress or a person, like, gonna- both. Every, <laughs> time, every time that character would show up, I would just like because like because Su- I mean, it's not like the boss was actually treating her like a terrible. Sue Ann would be sitting like she wouldn't be answering the phone no. or she would be like prep, like prep the dog and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Prep the dog? Like, what are you doing? Get back to work, bitch!" But and she's like, so mean about del- it. Just her delivery, like I, the whole audience, like I was cracking up. I was like, I want to see more of her. Get the fuck back to work. I did a whole movie about those two. She's like, I'm fighting a migraine. So take some horse tranquilizer. I don't care. <laughs> Get yeah, back to work. Do yeah, your just job. do your fucking job. Like, <laughs> God damn. All of that. All of that. Like, I loved her character. But the whole movie, they keep showing you how Ma's consistently being beaten down by, like, the world she's in. Like, the, the people around her. So, like, it doesn't justify what she does, but they do a good job of making you feel for her. Like, you, you feel like she's someone down on her luck and she's got nothing. Until they reveal that she's keeping her daughter locked up in her fucking... Her, her top floors but before that I'm like oh man she's I feel so bad for her and even in her flashbacks where they reveal that the the boy's father I forgot the boy's name but uh, Luke Evans yeah right? that's, his, that's his name right Dad, Daddy Evans Daddy Evans uh, Dracula uh, mm, no Gaston Gaston oh that's right he was Gaston too yes no um, one fucks like, like Gaston. Gaston no one sucks like Gaston <laughs> Pratma <laughs> um they do a good job of even showing, like, in the flashbacks, why she's holding this grudge. Like, that's pretty fucked up. He had her suck some yeah, when, when random dick. Yeah. Pretended that he liked her just to get her to suck some other random guy's dick. With her thinking it was him. Yeah. And then publicly humiliate her because she, I guess he told everybody. So when she walked out the closet, the whole school was basically... I'm like, where's your... No, there's no class? What the fuck? Everybody's just in the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> and she held on to that for years. My only issue with that is, it's like... I guess they show you in the movie how it's like a series of events that keeps beating her down to the point where she snaps. But it makes me wonder why now. I was gonna say like she's been in this town this all this time. Yeah, it's not like she just moved there. No, she she never moved away, and everyone lived there. So like so the the only one she didn't know was the new girl Erica. Well, she knew the mother. Yeah, but she, she didn't know away. she didn't know the kid. Yeah. So just like so why? Was, yeah, why wait till now to make your move i guess it's just a series of events of trying to hook up with like, was she trying to fuck that kid that's his son seemed, that's what it seemed like kind of seemed like that they even made jokes about it like oh that, she, she wants to ride your yeah, face it's man like you smell like your daddy yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> and then she kisses him that's weird <laughs> well he kissed her i thought he was doing it to like i think he was but it's like, but nope, <laughs> she stabbed his ass. I like that though. It was, she, was, she was like, I know you're lying. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I'm like, how crazy are you then? Because like, <laughs> you you got enough clarity to realize that he's trying to fake you out, but not enough clarity to not fucking go on a killing spree because these kids don't like you enough. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she kills the dad and she kills Mercedes, the slutty girl she was fucking. And mm-hmm. I like that. And killed the veterinarian. I was like, uh, why you killed Luke Evans before I got to blow him? <laughs> Wow, he's not really dead, Michael. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, when she was about to cut his dick off, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? Ah! I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> this, mo- this movie seemed like like a cross between like misery. Misery and fatal attraction. Those two movies combined. You agree? No, I don't know. Fatal attraction? I didn't see that. Oh, but it's basically just a movie of, with a woman being obsessed with a guy and going crazy. Same kind of thing. But uh, I was going to say something else. How did you feel about the ending? Part of me, I was a little disappointed. I'm like, that's it? She's, but then I'm like, same down. thing I just said. 
I don't see a body. She's still alive. <laughs> oh my God. How? How would she get out of that burning fucking house? How did fucking Michael Myers just, just survive decapitation? Oh my God. <laughs> if there's a Ma 2, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, the sequel is Pa. Pa. <laughs> you thought Ma couldn't get any worse? Well, welcome to Pa. <laughs> um, Wait, well, yeah, I, I, I said this on my uh, YouTube channel when I talked about this movie. Like, Basically, and I think that's why I kind of like this movie because a lot of people had problems with it because it was like, well, this is just another mammy trope. And I'm like, no, I feel like this movie was a subversion. A mammy trope? Of the mammy. You know, you know, you know what mam- the mammy trope is, I know is, what mammies right? are, but what's the mammy trope? Basically, like, you got overweight, f- f- basically fat black women that are like the maids of a white family. Okay. And she's super loyal to the white family and even though she has kids of her own, she's very uh, ignorant. Or not ignorant. What's the word I'm trying to use? She's uh, what's the? Give me the word. I don't know. Ignorant. I don't know. <laughs> not ignorant. No, no. I mean, like, she, what's the? Is that a synonym for it? No. Uh, <laughs> That's I was like, I don't well, know. How I guess it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know how that. <laughs> Basically, she. This isn't the word, but she shows more love and she's more nurturing to the white family than. Her own children. Okay. That's I don't know what word I was trying to find, but does that apply here though? Huh? Does that apply here? I'm saying I mean, she's I obsessed like, with the white family. That's why I was saying I feel like it's a subversion of that trope. Where it's like in this sense, she's she's just as obsessed with the with a white family as a mammy, but in a murderous way. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think that trope really applies with this, but I guess that's the point, right? I mean, I think it does. You think it does? Yeah, but as, as a subversion of that trope. Okay, then yeah, I agree with that then. Fuck you. What? I said I agree. What <laughs> 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 you want from me? <laughs> um, fuck, wasn't it? I feel like there was someone who wanted to talk about this movie. You got anything? Yes. What? Luke Evans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of Luke Evans. I thought it was interesting that they, they start the movie by kind of saying that the dad's an asshole, but you don't really get that sense until she has that sit down with her at the, the restaurant or whatever. But even then, it's like, that's not really an assholic moment. I mean, it kind of, like, why would you go out of your way to like, yeah, let's have a nice dinner. Like, then he completely flips on a dime to be like, bitch, I know you've been fucking but it, doing but my it, son. Yeah, but it makes sense though. Like... Why is my son coming to your house? Like, no. Why not just go straight up and talk to her then? Like, just go when you go to her job. Like, he made it seem like... Because he probably didn't want to make it... I, I don't know. He did make it obvious. <laughs> She's even begging him not to make it obvious. He's like, can we not do this here? He's like, nah, bitch. If you ever go near my son again, I ain't going to call the cops. But at that point, can you blame him, though? I mean, I don't know. He it's But clearly, he was a dick because then you see in the past. Yeah, you find out what happened. Yeah, so he's like, you You have no sympathy for him, yeah. at, at least for the, at, at that point. But but before you find that find that out, you just like, true. Like, why is my son coming out? He doesn't know you. Why are you having him come? And speaking of parents, I also like the the white mom in this. Oh, uh, yeah, Juliette Lewis. Because she goes from like being a typical white white mom in movies was like oh dear like in the very beginning her daughter says some mean ass shit like oh I guess I should make better decisions like you right because you make great decisions and she didn't say shit so I'm like 
<sighs> white mothers. There you go. She ain't gonna fucking discipline her kid. But then by the end, when she finds out that she's been going to Ma's place to drink, she's like, "Don't you? We ain't going to fuck out ever again. Yeah. Like, and you're gonna run. You're gonna wake up early in the morning and do errands with me. Like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna see you everywhere. Yeah. Wherever you fuck, you think you're going? You're not. <laughs> I'm like, that is a mom thing. Like I felt like my mom shouting at me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, at least they fucking did right by the like the parents in this to some mm. extent. Yeah. Um. I guess that's it. I'm trying to think of anything else that I want to talk about with Ma. And I'm like, is this like the greatest movie ever? No. So no. It's like a guilty pleasure movie that I would, I would, I would watch it again. And I would like to see like the special features. I think it's interesting that it's, it's very light on the horror elements, but throughout, I can never say I was bored. I, it, it did a good job of no, ramping. I, Octavia Spencer made this movie. Oh, for sure she did. Like her, her performance and how the story ramped up her crazy and you got deeper and deeper into her psyche. I felt like that was a great way to slowly pull you into the movie. So when you get to the ending, you're like, Oh fuck. There's so many moments that is just, it's just awkward. Like you feel awkward. Like the characters feel when she has those random crazy moments. Like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, it's like for the most part, even though this movie is called Ma, it's not really her movie. It's, 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 uh, the girl's movie. Maggie. The new, yeah. The new girl. Yeah, kind of. But, but at the same time, it is her movie. Kind of like a Friday the 13th. It's not really Jason's movie, but it is. Yeah, it's Jason's movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're comparing Ma to Jason. Because she Who is. Who wins the fight? Jason or Ma? Go. Uh, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's no body. She's still alive. Yo, when she showed up to Maggie's place and like pretended that she didn't know her, and then when she hugged Maggie's mom, the mother, she gives her that the look. look <laughs> I was like, oh, Fuck! Everybody went thinner. It's another thing. She goes, "I look like I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, bitch." <laughs> Her eyes get so big. It was so funny. My theater, there was like really old people. Like it was like a gray-haired old white couple in the theater in front of me. I was like, "Wow, why are you here?" All <laughs> <laughs> oh, those black people were so scary. We gotta see Ma. <laughs> no, the audience. The audience made this movie even more fun. Yeah, the reaction. Except for this one. Is one these two guys that was sitting literally right next to me and my friend. Why? Like, they just kept fucking talking. And I'm just like, shut the fuck. Like, it got to the point that I was like, shh. Oh, wow. You had to discipline him. Yeah. And he was like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but they got, they got quiet after that. No, but they were too, they were black too. Oh, they were black. Yeah. See, that's probably me in my theater because I was that guy going, ooh. But no, it wasn't even like they were doing that. They were talking about stuff other than the movie. Oh, I hate that shit. Why are you in the movie theater? Then? Yeah. I hate that. Like, shut the fuck up. All right. Well, I don't have a segue for that, but <laughs> let's talk. Speaking, speaking of shutting the fuck up. <laughs> I guess Armin can't talk yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, he can. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, talk about the last episode of Attack on Titan. Uh, Hero that we missed last Erwin week. Erwin can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Midnight Sun. I'm 
episode was called Midnight Sun because the sun went away in midnight <laughs> I can't decipher that one the sun of the movement I get hero I don't get Midnight Sun the shining beacon of this movement has now going into the twilight Ooh, are you bullshitting or are you trying to be deep right now <laughs> I'm very deep I'm always deep oh, okay. <laughs> he's had his bow he's balls deep right now guys <laughs> yes <laughs> oh god ew <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about Attack on Titan. Um, whew, I want to talk about this last week with you, because now I'm like I've kind of fizzled out on like the the intensity of just seeing it. But bruh, hero when after the aftermath of Erwin's epic fucking charge moment and him being blown apart by the fucking uh, Beast Titan's boulder toss, and then Levi getting to the Beast Titan and going fucking, fucking hell. yeah, he went. Oh! <laughs> Why is he there went berserker? Like, bro, the bat. Like, why is there a war? He just why send, is there an army? Yeah, just, just send Levi, <laughs> Levi and Mikasa. That's all you need. Yo, I'm like, bro. Everyone, else, I want to see them fight. Everyone, yeah, they kind of did. Well, not really though, because yeah. he was weak. But I mean, just the when you look at the whole like the whole army got annihilated just for Levi to go ape shit on literally all the Titans. He beat all the Titans and By the himself. Titans. By himself. One man. Yeah. <laughs> on, my, on my back. <laughs> Holding the whole team. Bro, when he's slicing the fucking Beast Titan's eyes, and the Beast Titan's going, oh shit, this is Levi? And yeah, he even flashback. He, he's, like, he's like the John Wick of this world. <laughs> yes, with a fucking pencil. <laughs> and then he's the flashback of uh, uh, Berthold and Ryan going, so just watch out for this one guy named Levi. Le- Levi, yeah. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> He cuts his, like his, he whole, cuts his arm, whole arm off. His, his fucking uh, tendons get slashed and he falls to his fucking stomach. And then the way he like goes He's fucking... He's like full fucking Super Saiyan. Like DBZ with a slashes in his neck, pulls his ass out. I'm like, hype ass <laughs> fuck. Because <laughs> the whole time I'm sitting there going, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I thought he was going to met like something's going to happen, but Word. it's like, nah. Nah, son. Not with Levi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a hype moment. I'm getting like, I'm getting hot thinking about it. <laughs> But Air then, bothered. the Game of Thrones of this show, of these moments from fucking finishing him off, and he, he hesitates, he thinks about like, but if I can just get his body to somebody like Erwin, maybe we can save him. And in that moment of hesitation, that fucking weird ass running titan thing comes up yeah, behind Levi. Fucking ape looking shit. Yeah. Is that a human? It's gotta, it's gotta be. be. Yeah. It's smart. It, and it grabs the beast titan and starts running away with him. I'm like, no! <laughs> And you see, like, the rage in his eyes. Like, his eyes go, like, go white. He's like, I I'm, promised him. I'm going to get you, motherfucker. I'm going to get you, bitch. <laughs> it's the same my look. <laughs> and then he starts going from Titan to Titan, like Spider-Man. To, like, I was chase like, him. how did he get back? They're, they're, all the Titans were dead. 
Well, when it skips back to when, when they uh, in this episode, yeah, next he's time, like the most recent episode. He's like, how did he get to me? <laughs> the moment where Levi shows up in the most recent episode, he's on top of the wall like a demon. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> Levi's a beast. He's the beast titan. <laughs> he is. Yo, if that motherfucker had beast transforming ability, it'd be over. It'd be over. <laughs> fucking war be over. Why doesn't he become a titan? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um. But that whole sequence is fucking dope. And then on the other side of the wall in that episode, um, you get that one red shirt who's like, how did I survive? This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but then on the other side of the wall, you get the battle between the Colossal Titan and, and uh, Aaron and their crew. And the Armor Titan. Yeah, because the Armor Titan gets back up. And I think it was cool that because his head got blown off by the uh, Thunder Spears, he actually forgot that they existed. Because mm-hmm. if he remembered, that'd be a whole other issue because then you can't use them again the same way. Yeah. Um, but the sequence and I, oh my god, so fucking hype! Taking down the Colossal Titan simultaneously with taking down the cloth, the and the, it's just like how Titan. how powerful is the regenerative ability? Like to the point that his fucking head is gone and you can still come back. It's some and bullshit. It, it's not even like it took that long. It's some bullshit. It's like fucking Deadpool level healing. Yes, because it's like Aaron doesn't get that fucking fast recovery shit. No, huh? it's like some bullshit. <laughs> uh, but then the 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 when the plan becomes. Armin's gonna bait. Well, first you think the plan's gonna be Armin and Aaron attack the Colossal Titan together again, but then just as like the plan's supposed to start, he's Aaron falls. Up. But he's also giving a speech like, "If this works, I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna get to see the sea." Daniel, yeah, like, what does that mean? What does that mean, Armin? Yeah. <laughs> but then I like the moment where Aaron falls, and you think it's like, "Oh fuck, they fucked up. <laughs> he's too weak to walk. What are they gonna do?" Uh, and then Armin is like, takes on the Colossal Titan by himself. And you're like, fuck, what's he going to do? How's he going to yeah, do the by plan, himself? The plan is fucked up. Yeah. So then you don't know what's going to happen. So when he uses his um, maneuver gear to shoot into the Colossal Titan's bones rather than his skin. So when he releases all that steam, he's not blown away. He, he can hang on. Because mm-hmm. the idea is he's like, well, it seems like when he's releasing steam, he's getting skinnier and skinnier. So he must not be able to hold that form in the same way for that long because it uses too much, too much energy. Too much energy, yeah. Yeah. So the plan is basically to overexhaust him. So when he's releasing the steam, Armor's just hanging on. And for a little bit, I'm like, okay, all right. So maybe Aaron's going to get up off the floor and, and, and help him out. And he's just, getting, just waves and waves of heat are hitting him. And, and I go from being hopeful, like, he's all right. He's all right. Nah. To when they show his skin get, like, blown off. And he's, like, all <laughs> fucking charred and shit. He's got, like, no hair. His lips are all chapped and shit. And I'm like, he, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> and then when the, the steam stops and he kind of falls off, you're like, oh my god, is fucking Armin dead? But then you see that Aaron, uh, when the steam's blowing, Colossal Titan's sitting there going, is this the whole plan? Is this like his last like gambit? He's just gonna try and like hold on for as long as he can. Where where's the where's Aaron at? Okay, well he's still down there, so he can't do anything to me. But then when the steam stops and his vision's not obscured anymore, yeah. he sees that what looked like Aaron's silhouette was that was the hardening, the ability. hardening ability, that 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 catalyst, that chrysalis thing. So then, so, it's like, he, so he purposely fell. Yes, it was part of the plan. And then he's like, wait, where's Aaron? And then when Aaron appears behind him. In his human form. His human form? I'm like, let's go! <laughs> and he like, the, the way the animation has him like, like, like a bee, like dive bombs into the Colossal Titan. Uh-huh. And he rips out fucking. Rips, yeah, rips out uh, Bertolt. I was like, oh, I'm gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and at the same time, they're showing uh, the battle with the Armor Titan. And at the last moments when you think they can't beat the clock. Han Armor shows up. Which My I knew she Hans. was. I knew she wasn't dead. We said it. I mean, when you don't show death, it's got to be show alive, a body, yeah. But she's got one missing eye. Yeah, she's. But apparently everyone else she's, died. She's Nick Fury. She was the only one that survived. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, she's happy. And it's only because one of them sacrificed. Like, they pushed her out the way. Threw her into, like, a well or something. Yeah. But when Han saves the day and gives Mikasa the opportunity to fucking... And that was a fucking badass moment, too, where she flies into the Cluster Titan's mouth... Or, or Armor Titan's mouth. It's like, open that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so cool. And blows his ass to bits. And they, sh- they I love the shot of his head exploding and, and you him see coming Reiner, out the back. Yeah, Ryder's body flying out of the explosion. I'm like, let's go! But then it ends in the down note they show Armin on the Armin, ground yeah. com- like a burnt crisp. Looking like a fucking burnt hot dog. <laughs> Look like fucking beef jerky. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Did you think he survived? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because he doesn't even start breathing until this episode. But I'm like, can you imagine how painful that is? Bro. Especially if you're still alive? Bro. He's got to be like in such shock that he's not even conscious. But he's Apparently not. (laughs) But he's breathing barely. I'm like, fuck. So then the the next, the most recent episode. episode just ends on that. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this show so much better than Game of Thrones? (laughs) But these are the twists and turns I wanted from this season of Game of Thrones. This is bullshit. Because even the next episode, this episode. Where it starts with, like, okay, well, now that uh, uh, they get that moment between Aaron and the Beast Titan, because uh, he shows up, but then runs away when he sees Levi, and he's like, your father brainwashed you. Like, I'm going to come back and save you. And I'm sitting there like, what? Yeah, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? Are there, are there more twists? Are, we better not be going to Mad yeah, Queen we're Aaron. Gonna, we're going to end up re- rooting for the Beast Titan now? <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I swear to God, if they pull some bullshit where Aaron becomes the bad guy or something. I mean, he might. <laughs> he, he might side with the Titans. Like, even what he was saying when he was pleading with uh, Levi to revive Armin, he was like, all my memories are filled with hatred. Armin's not like me. He deserves to live. Like, I was like, oh, best friends. <laughs> but yeah, there becomes like this civil war moment where there's a decision to either revive Armin, and then as Levi's about to hand him the syringe to fucking revive Armin and have him eat Bertold, the red shirt shows up with Erwin. Fucking red shirt! <laughs> <laughs> like, you can wait a second more? <laughs> yeah, with Erwin. And like, of all people, he shows up with Erwin. And he's like, by the way, Erwin's alive. Can we revive him? Fuck. <laughs> and then you see Levi take the syringe back, and you're like, don't do this. <laughs> don't, don't do this, Levi. <laughs> And then yeah. Mikasa's there too. So then that moment we got uh, at the end of the second part of season two, or season three, where remember it was like the post credit scene of them fighting and we're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. This was that moment. And it becomes a decision between who do we save? Do we save Levi? I mean, Levi. Do we save Erwin or do we save Armin? And what? how did you feel about that? Like, did, did you have someone in your head that you wanted to be saved? I was like, to me, I was like, I guess it makes the most sense to save Erwin because he's the leader of the, he got them as far as they are. Like, but I think, but at the same time, Aaron, part Aaron of me, some good but points. at the same time, part of me was, I was like, but I don't know. I feel like his story's over. <laughs> Ultimately, it is what happens. But I mean, Aaron, yeah, made, some Aaron, good Aaron made good points too. He was like, how many times did Armin do the same thing? And honestly, when you really think about it, at, at least say, but, Erwin's but, gambit. But, but I was going to say, but at the same time, I was like, but Armin hasn't really shown leadership. like the level, yeah, the level of leadership to rally a bunch of people. No. 
Like he's had good ideas and he's helped save their lives, but you never seen him have a moment where he is, he inspires like a whole bunch of people to charge to the Just, death. Yeah. Like in last season when what what was it when he uh was in the in that little court before I for, I forgot. Oh, what. oh yeah, yeah, when he was on trial. Yeah. Yeah. And he like convinced everybody to like even the, even the girl that thought like he murdered her, her husband or whatever, she like he like convinced her to get on his side. And it's like you never really seen Armin have that level of charisma. No. And you need that. You do. And even a uh, few episodes prior, you kind of see Armin's first opportunity to have that leadership. Uh, and he deferred back to Gene, John, Gene, whatever. Yeah. And you can see, even see when he had to give orders, he was a little hesitant. He was like, I've never done this before. I'm kind of timid by nature. Um, but I think ultimately the decision they made makes a lot of sense. Especially because even even when the, the red shirt was, was like, fuck that. Like, we got to save Erwin because he's the devil. And I survived to bring the devil back. He doesn't deserve to die because he's got to live on with the shit that he's done. I'm like, you're try- You're actually convincing yeah, you're me. Not, yeah, I was going to say, you're not <laughs> making your case, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're making a terrible case here. <laughs> but then that kind of gives credence to Levi's ultimate decision. Yeah, that's of, what yeah, made him change his mind. Yeah, cause, and then also the moment where Erwin slaps his hand away. But it's really him having a memory of him raising his hand as a kid asking the teacher about the, the Titans question, which ultimately killed his father. Then you realize in that moment that like, yeah, his life has been hell. Like he also had dreams. And I like the parallels between Armin and Erwin, how they both had dreams and stuff like that. But like you said, his story is over. Um, he, he sacrificed so much to already get to where he was mm-hmm. that bringing him back would be bringing him back to hell. And, and, Levi, it's, al- and it's almost like a, a Dr. King thing. Like, I can lead you to the mountaintop, but I might not get there. So his thing is, I can lead you to the basement, but I might not get there. That's a really good parallel. Yeah, I like that. Um, that is deep. Good job. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, and I think that, that logic makes a lot Mr. of sense. Mr. Philosophical Head. Could you see, <laughs> Mr. Philosophical Head. And you could see, like, even in the, the prior episode where he kind of made peace with his death, like, the moment where he thinks about all the allies that he had to sacrifice to even get to this point. Like, mm-hmm. how would he feel? Like, you know, he's, he had to live with all the people that he had to sacrifice to even beat the Beast Titan, too. Like, it's too much. So he's like, you know what? I like, I like Levi's last line of, um, uh, I feel like he should be at peace. Like, I, I feel, I forgot what the exact line was, but something like that. Yeah, something like, like that. Like, he deserves to finally rest. Mm-hmm. I actually tear up. Like, that, that. Almost like an Iron Man thing. Like, you can rest, yeah. you can rest now. Yeah. But Levi's last line about it is, it made me tear up. I, I wasn't expecting that. Cause I love Erwin, but I didn't think I would cry for his death. Cause I hadn't up to that point. But I think Levi's like last words about it made me feel a lot for that character even more. Um, and then the the cool shot of basically Armin being like resurrected as a Titan. Yeah, yeah. Like that moment where he comes out of like the back of the Titan. That's like a resurrection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Or even like seeing Bertolt scream as he as help they're, me, they're just watching him. Like fuck you, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you're just like now you're Marco. How you feel about that? <laughs> That's how Marco felt, asshole. Basically, yeah. <laughs> He's like Annie, Reiner, help. Where is Annie? Is she dead? No, she's still uh, in prison oh. in the city or whatever. But um, I thought oh that was another thing. Yeah. Then how they, many times things that they fucked fucking up? Fucking saved Reiner. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Gene. This is your fault. It is. The Hoggy was like, I made the decision. I'm like, all right. Well, at least you stuck by that, but fuck. <laughs> it makes you so mad. Yeah, because they could have used his power. But I guess well, not. I don't know if they had I guess they got the. I guess they got the better power. 
Yeah, because they've already beaten Reiner twice now. So actually three times. So they it's not like he's the easier threat to take care of in the future than the Colossal Titan was. Yeah. And now they got Armin as the Colossal Titan. As the Colossal Titan. Titan. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, humanity. <laughs> Wait, I fucking love this show. Perfect vision for both those episodes. Yeah, agreed. How, this whole season has been perfect vision so far. But I'm just like, nah, but now that they got... Because the, the threats were the Armor Titan, the Beast Titan, and the Colossal Titan. But I'm like, well, now that you got him as the Colossal Titan, fuck the Beast Titan. <laughs> like, Yeah. Just the mere fact of transforming it sets off like a nuclear explosion. True. Very true. But now we don't have any... Like, there's almost no Survey Corps left. Like, it's really just that group. But now you got you got Erwin and the Colossal Titan. You don't need the Survey Corps. Well, there's a lot of Titans. The Colossal Titan is the, the, the big. Just <laughs> That's true. Do what he did to like like uh, what Bertolt did to Erwin. He like wind his foot back and kicked donkey kicked the shit out of That's him. That's fucking true. Actually, yeah, there should be a lot of epic Godzilla battles now where the Colossal Titan is stepping on motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh my god! Can you imagine fucking like in John Wick where he used the horse to like fucking snap people's necks? Could you imagine Aaron as a Titan riding the Colossal Titan? Oh, that'd be epic. Riding. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one more thing I want to mention. The when Mikasa and Levi were about to fight, I was like, oh shit, Ackerman Civil War! <laughs> Whose powers of spire sense is better? But he was weak. Even he even she said he's like, he's he's weak. He's tired. I can take him. Yeah, and have you seen her abs? She's got like a 10 pack, so she's pretty fucking strong. <laughs> I mean, he probably does too. We've never seen we never he's tiny. We've never he's like, seen he's like I would say we've never seen her do the shit that he did to the Beast Titan. No. No. <laughs> No, we haven't. But she's done some fucking crazy shit. No, she's done some crazy, but we never seen her do that. No, he went the, he went the fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, yo, just get Levi the front lines. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that note, talking about epic battles, let's talk about this piece of episode of One Punch Man for your news of the week. I'm going to just say it right off the bat. I think this is probably the best episode of One Punch Man this season. I agree. Yeah? Yeah. Even when it ended, I was like, yeah! I was hyped. Yeah. I, in the back of my mind, I'm always still like, oh, but if only it was animated by the old team. Because like, I feel like what's making this epic are the story beats. Like, the, the feeling of that martial artist character with the long Super Saiyan 3 hair. Shirayu. Shirayu, yeah. Being a badass. Like, the, his buildup of being like so fucking awesome that he's never been pretty much never been defeated nah and then like to get to the point that he's grovel like begging for his life yes and I was like fuck it's the voice acting cause it may I'm like oh my god is he gonna fucking die right now and it's like why do I care I don't really care about this character <laughs> but just to have that build up of, and then him being kind of the hero of, of saving the martial other people in the martial arts tournament from the other martial artists that became demons like beating them first then fighting the red horn guy and like thinking like, oh shit, they're kind of equal. Now nah, I beat him too. All right, cool. All right, yeah, maybe you take Goketsu too. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah nigga. <laughs> and then even with the one of the demons martial artists. Uh, oh, that was funny. Well, he like kind of like, all of them. One, not even just that, but like how he. Uh, there was a moment that kind of was reminiscent to season one 
where uh, Saitama was punching towards uh, what's what the fuck is the cyborg name? Genos. Yeah, when he's punched towards Cy- Genos and he stopped right before he punched him, and the just the shockwave of that alone destroyed like mountains. Yeah, they kind of alluded did the same thing where like he just put his hand on that guy's shoulder and it like destroyed the whole back of the arena. Yeah, and he's like. There are other people more powerful than I am, so watch yourself, motherfucker. Yeah, but I like I like that demon, uh, the martial arts that became that demon, because it was a funny moment where he's just he's watching uh what's his name fight Goketsu or whatever, and he's like, "Yo, help me, we can team up," and he's like, "Nah, nigga, yeah, <laughs> I see what's going on. I'm become a demon, and be stronger than you," and he ate all the cells at once. And he immediately died. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's that cool thing where the, the two martial artists are also heroes come back and they do like a three-way team up to kind of fight. Is it the Fico Ketsu? Oh, yeah, because they sacrifice themselves to fight. To let him escape. To let him escape. But then as he's escaping, that martial artist gets revived. Mm-hmm. You think he's dead, but he comes back as a like super back. demon. Yeah, super demon. And then destroys him. And then it's that moment where he's begging for his life. And it's like, fuck, what are you going to do? Because there's no one else to help you. But I'm like, where was Saitama that whole time? He ran away. How far did he run? And then uh, that he could hear him go, help, help. Yeah, I heard you calling for help. Like, what about that? All the rest of the fights that were happening. Yeah. You didn't hear none of that. The explosions. The- <laughs> it's plot. It's yeah, like well, they wanted to have a Goku moment. But, but, but bruh. But yeah. When, when, he like, showed, shows up? when he shows up, I was like, you, you fucking dead now. <laughs> Like it, when the show's at its best, it does that like hero reveal of Saitama in like such a, a satisfying way, because like we like, it's it's there's no tension in when Saitama's there, yeah, because this is like he's gonna win, yeah, you know he's gonna win, but it's like when you feel for the other characters and it's like Superman showing up, like oh thank God you're here, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Like, oh, I have not been so hyped for a One Punch Man moment, like you said, that fucking last scene where he's like, you did good. Now, now it's my turn. Yeah, like, yeah! <laughs> and they didn't even show him in the goofy animation. They show him, like, the serious Saitama. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck. It's I wish they had showed it, though, because you know it's going to be One Punch. Well, it might not be. No way. It might be, like... Two punches? <laughs> yeah, it might be two punches. <laughs> you might have to try a little bit. Yeah. But that's just, a, oh, my God. I'm like... Oops, I told him. I give this episode perfect vision. I, I would too. Yeah, like it might be a whole episode of that fight, them fighting. I, maybe, but yeah, it's definitely the apocalypse that's happening. Do you get that sense now? Yeah, yeah. But and I, and I feel like Garo, whatever his name is, he's gonna end up taking that monsters thing. Definitely, and especially that's what's gonna make him stronger. Especially when they showed um that martial artist take like a bunch of them and made him like super strong. So if Garo does the same thing, you know he's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm the, I, you know I can." Here's, here's my prediction head, because they have like that Orochi do, demon thing, that Demon King monster. Mm-hmm. I bet money that Saitama's not gonna fight that thing. Garo's gonna fight it. Like he's gonna take all those. Like they're gonna build up that Demon King thing and be super strong. But then Garo's gonna take all those demon cells and then like one shot it, and then it's gonna be like, "Oh, now he's gonna fight Saitama. Who's stronger?" But I'm like, how weird is it that the fucking Dog Man is so fucking powerful? Yo, I forgot I about like- that. <laughs> I love that character. I was like, this is so weird. But I love the way he like took a little stance. Like, Burr. I was like, yo, Wait, he's so fast, so strong. Like, what, what, who, what are you? I don't know, but I love it. I, I think he might be my favorite S class hero. Is he? I think he is. He, okay. He's got like the funny face and like a little dog outfit. 
And like, like I just love how he takes like a little fighting stance, like a dog. <laughs> Girl's like, oh shit, he's strong and fast as hell. Yeah, I was expecting this. <laughs> he's all power and speed though. I can beat him with technique. I was like, damn, I can't believe he's actually admitting that the dog guy is super strong. And I'm and I'm like, I'm glad they do distinguish how vast and power levels like the S class is to like say the even the A class, which is like the level under them. Yeah. Because even like, that super demon was like, you know, there's S-Class guys coming, and they're way stronger than even us. Yeah. So we got to get out of here. Like, who's the number one S-Class? It's not King, is it? I think it's King. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so who's number two? I got to look that up. Like, I want to know who the I top... Know, I know Tornado Girls, like... She's, she's up there. I think she's like five or six. Yeah, I think she's top. But I want to see who the top S-Class is. King. <laughs> okay, whoever's not King. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's, he's running the ultimate con, so. But yeah, that's it for our topics this week. Um, uh, number 10 is Pig God. Oh, right. That guy that came in and was like fat as fuck. Yeah. Number 9 is Drive Night. I don't know who the fuck that is. No, I don't know that either. Number 8 is Zombie Man. I don't know who the fuck that the is. The fuck? No, King is 7. Oh, King 7? Yeah. So who's number 1? They... Number 6 is Metal Knight. And he's fucked up. Number 5 is Child Emperor. With the robots. Okay. Which I don't even agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he got his ass beat, kind of. I guess. Uh, number four is Atomic Samurai. I don't think we've seen him yet. Maybe we have. I don't know. I don't remember. Number three is Silver Fang. Oh, wow. Silver Fang's three? Silver Fang is three. Oh, shit. Uh, Tornado Girl is two. Oh, shit. So who's one? Blast. Have we we haven't seen him? We yet. haven't seen Black, and they they're not even showing him because even this it just shows an empty chair. Oh wow! It's like they're saving him. Hmm. I wonder if he's like the uh, Saitama. It says not much is known about the highest rank hero Blast, except that he is supposedly only shows up when the situation is absolutely dire and humanity is in peril. Being ranked number one would make him the most powerful of all the heroes, which is totally a setup for him to fight Saitama. Saitama. Yeah. You think he's like the the dark Saitama, like the opposite, like he's Vegeta? I mean, he could be. He's like, I did 110 push-ups. <gasps> 101. <laughs> yeah, something stupid like that. Okay. Well, did I talk about the theory before we move on about... So yeah, she's number two. Yeah, word. I mean, but you see how strong oh, yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, she is super strong. Um, But yeah, Silver Fang number, t- number three? I didn't think he was that strong. Yeah, I guess. Remember he couldn't do anything about that meteor in the other season? He's kind of, you're just like, well, that's a meteor. Yeah, that's a meteor. What are you going to do with a meteor? I don't know. He's number three. Do something. <laughs> Try. Yeah, but he's still number three human. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Did I ever talk about the, the theory about why One Punch Man is actually so strong? I feel like he could be an alien or something. No, 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 no. no nothing like that. Think about the monsters and how their their forms reflect what their desires are in life. So like, remember how monsters show up like, I'm a crab monster because I ate a lot of crab or uh, even the martial artist, like I'm, I'm an evil martial artist monster because I wanted to be the best martial artist. Like, the same thing applies to Saitama but for being a hero because being a, uh, the, the best hero was his desire. That's what made him into the best hero. Yeah, but aren't there other people that want to be the best hero? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people that love crab, they're not crab monsters either. <laughs> so, 
Like, uh, what's that guy, that ninja guy that's always trying to fight Saitama? I want to be the fastest. Yeah, I want to be the fastest, but he's not. He's pretty fast, though. But he's not the fastest. No, but his thing is, that's true. He's not the fastest. (laughs) But he is very fast. So, and I think because his is from a place of pure heart. Like, and it's so general. I want to be a hero to protect people. Ally to good. Nightmare Nightmare to you. you. He's not even like he wants to be the best hero. His whole thing is just, I want to be a hero. And to be... A true hero, you've got to be able to beat anybody. Because a hero that loses, you know, he's not, he can't save the day. So I guess maybe that's why. And this is, this is a theory, but it kind, of, it kind of makes sense to me. I saw it in a YouTube video, so can't even take credit for that. <laughs> okay. All right. But maybe. let's get into the news of the week. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You if he says that you shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to hand me down. Hey, I don't want you kidding, gay things. I don't want any It's all straight and white. Uh, 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 what's going down? <laughs> Michael News. <laughs> Let's talk about gay things. Let's talk about gay things. Me. Nah, <laughs> Let's talk any. about you and me. I have any gay things. Well, I guess it technically is gay things. Men playing with dolls. <laughs> what? How dare you? Don't put me in a box. Does that play with action figures? No, they're dolls. Uh, <laughs> according to Bill Maher. Or, <laughs> yeah. According to Bill Maher, they're dolls. But Grow no, up. <laughs> but no, it's not men. It's just women playing with haunted dolls. New trailer for Annabelle Comes Home dropped. And I didn't realize the movie comes out this month. <laughs> Me either. I thought it was in October or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was like September or something. Nice doll. That's what you think. Did it work? The evil is contained. <laughs> How could you not tell me you're babysitting for the Warrens tonight? We'll be back early tomorrow morning. Have fun. Don't your parents keep any creepy stuff around? We keep it all locked away in a room. It's not good for anyone to go in there. My dad says that everything in there is either haunted, cursed, or used in some ritualistic practice. What's that? The fairy man. They put coins all over the eyes of the dead so he could take their souls. What about the doll that's in there? Annabelle. She's in a case for a reason. Are you excited? In a world that we have Chucky coming out, do you care about Annabelle still and the the fairy man? Yeah, but I'm not. I know you don't care about Chucky either. Because no. like, it's not, it's not paranormal. Yeah, exactly. You already know. You already know how this movie's gonna end. What Chucky? Yes. I do? Yes. How do I know how it's going to end? Because it's super fucking obvious. Okay, how's it going to end, Mr. Prediction Head? Like, he, if, if Chucky's an AI, you know it's going to end where it's like he becomes like Skynet or whatever. Like, instead of... <laughs> that was what I was going to say, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> instead of him being in this one doll, now he's in... Because they say he can control all the devices that we would ever have. Yeah. He's going to be in... All, he's going to control all of the shit. That's, that's how the awesome. Movie, that's not awesome to you? No. I want magic. But that's basically the same thing as magic. It's science no, magic. It's, no, it's science. Thor says it's the same thing. Well, fuck Thor. <laughs> Even though, yeah, I do want to fuck Thor. But, wow. Yeah. Even fat Thor? Yes. Because <laughs> it's still Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> okay. And I'm pretty sure his dick is still fat. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me wield that hammer. Whoa. <laughs> Am I worthy? <laughs> Which Men in Black comes out this month, too. Okay, cool. But Annabelle, do you care? Yeah, Annabelle. I mean, whatever. 
Who's calling me from Morristown? I don't know. Decline. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, this paranormal universe is still setting up with more fucking characters and shit. Yeah, they're they're basically in the trailer. They're plant, setting up yeah, another character. Yeah, they're planting character. seeds for another character, the ferryman. So after this movie, there's gonna be a ferryman movie. It's not even that creepy. Like when they showed its face, I'm like, all right, it's got coins in his eyes, big deal. <laughs> well, those coins are evil. Evil, 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 evil. But yeah, pretty whatever to it. I'm pretty male on Annabelle. I mean, I thought the last one was decent enough, so who knows? I might like this one. Maybe. I'm just like, this girl was. Stupid. Oh yeah, we reviewed Annabelle Creation with uh, Jamie, didn't we? With Jamie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, this room is filled with a bunch of haunted, don't touch anything. What did you touch? Everything. I touched everything. <laughs> you should really have a better lock on that door, dude. I don't know. When you've got yeah. pure evil in a room. Especially you when you've got have, kids in the house. <laughs> security cameras, like none of that. You're not going to have an alert, alarm system, nothing. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you got a hex to block out the evil for, for, the, for, the, for the artifacts, you don't got like a hex to keep people from going into the room. Like... <laughs> Step step over this threshold and your flesh will melt. Yeah, hide your key better or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's Annabelle. That's the only trailer. So cool. But uh, so the box office for this uh, this weekend, what do you think was number one? Number one, Godzilla. No. Really? Wow. Poor number Godzilla. one was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla clearly. was 2014. Okay, well, clearly that's what I meant. <laughs> well, that's not what you said. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Godzilla was number one, but it was number one, but to a disappointing $49 million. It's mm. crazy how $49 million is disappointing. But yeah, that's, that's really low. Considering what they spent. Yeah, I have to assume the budget is big on that. It is saying that Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is the lowest grossing of the... 2014 Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, and now this. So the trilogy of the monster movies that they're doing, this is the lowest opening. Oh shit! So it's going down, downhill. Fuck! It's going deep. Oh no! It's becoming the DCU. So the, <laughs> the monster Go- DC universe. First Godzilla opened at 93 million. 2014 Godzilla. 90, Damn. 93 million. It's like a 50 percent cut. Kong Skull Island was 61 million. So yeah, this is forty. That's no, that's no bueno. Damn, man, I feel bad. No Godzilla. <laughs> so you uh, think King Kong versus Godzilla is gonna be bigger, or do you think it's gonna be diminishing returns? I feel like those are two headline characters, like King Kong. I feel like it might open about the same, or maybe a little bit more than this. Okay, so remember, I don't this. think it's gonna hit. I don't know if it's gonna hit ninety-three million. All right, I'm gonna say it is. So remember this in a year. <laughs> But who knows? Because I'm like, especially also considering like this movie has gotten lukewarm responses. Yeah. It's very mixed. It's, I think it's like six, 60 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, no, I think it's like 40 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, here's the thing. I think as films, each movie's gotten worse too. Like I I didn't really love Kong versus Skull Island. I didn't, it was okay. But Did you fight Skull Island? Because <laughs> <laughs> the fight's pretty weak in that movie too. But you know, Loki and Captain Marvel were in it. So. Well, maybe they could join the uh, Paramount's MonsterVerse and Is that still have Godzilla and the Mummy. <laughs> uh, 
Well, yeah, remember I mentioned they were still do they were doing like Invisible Man or whatever the fuck. Oh, okay. But number two with a, a solid uh, sophomore debut is a still Aladdin, still number two. Uh, number three with another with another solid opening is uh, Rocket Man, which is above their. Uh, they were predicting 18 to 20 million dollar uh, opening weekend, so it exceeded their box office expectations with about five million more, okay. or more if because if it, if it opened with 18, it's more than five. But yeah, so it exceeded their expectations. Well, I'm happy for that cro- Kingsman crossover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically much. it was. And number four, which is another win for Blumhouse, is Ma, with 18 million dollar uh, opening weekend. And they only spent $5 million on their budget. So they made more than their... Yeah, that's the thing. Horror movies always get a really good return. Yeah. Because they don't spend any money on them. And uh, John Wick rounds out the top five with $11.1 million, making a total of 125.7 worldwide. Okay. And still in the top ten is Avengers Endgame. That was number six. Of course it is. Bringing his domestic total to $815.5 million. And number seven is Detective Pikachu with $6.6 million, bringing his domestic total to $130.6 million. And uh, Brightburn is number nine, making a total of $14.2 million domestically. Hmm. I'm happy Brightburn is doing okay, though. Yeah, I think it made. I think what what did they spend? I forgot. We mentioned million. it before. Yeah, so they made. They almost made double their yeah budget. Granted, you still got to take out the theaters cut, advertising, and, yeah, marketing. Yeah. But they still, I think they made a pretty, pretty decent amount of. Dude, I I really hope we get that fucking universe. I do too. I'm more excited for that universe than I am for the monster universe. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> but speaking of uh people being excited about something, so. Contrary to the things that we say on the podcast when it comes to Captain Marvel and Brie Larson's performance, well, it doesn't matter because Captain Marvel has been released on digital and on demand. And just like she soared into space to take out the dreadnoughts, even though that's Star Wars, but still, it's the same same thing. Same shit. Uh, Captain Marvel is soaring and it's a pretty big hit in uh, in, dig- in terms of digital sales right alongside Black Panther. Oh, it's dominating in digital sales. God damn it. <laughs> I want her to fail. Well, it's not going to fail. It already made a billion dollars. I want Monica Rambeau. <laughs> but yeah, so Captain Marvel selling a lot digitally. Yeah. So it's adding, it's adding to its box office, technically, well. technically speaking. Or it's prop, not box office, but it's profit, which I guess is a box office. So, why, more, Michael? More profit. Why is it doing so well? It's because not a good movie. It is, it's a great movie. No, it's not a lie. It was the, it was the best movie this year. <laughs> is it? Is it the female empowerment angle? Is that actually what's resonating with people? Is it? Because I'm like, because I'm thinking of what what other female movies came out this year? They're not selling as much as I think. Part of it is I think it's, I think it's that, but I think the more. I was gonna say I think the main draw is probably the Marvel angle plus that, because hmm. I'm thinking because I'm like Booksmart is because people are beg people are begging people to go see out go out to see Booksmart and that's like a girl empowerment. 
But not a superhero. But no, not a superhero. Yeah. Even so, though I do want to see that. I heard that was good. So is that why? Is it because it's a female superhero? And it's like, yeah, I think that's probably why. Hmm. It's a blockbuster. Yeah. But then I'm like, but I don't know, because even Wonder Woman not make didn't make the number. But I guess that also part of that, I think you can't even you can't compare Wonder Woman to that because you still have this Marvel doesn't have a stigma on it, but Wonder Woman in the DC universe does have a stigma on it. Yeah, that was coming out after BVS. Yeah. So like, the fact that it did that well, it's kinda like, wow. Because <laughs> Injustice League didn't do as well as Wonder Woman, right? So yeah. although it was although it's the best rated movie in the DC universe. You still have the stigma of BVS, where Marvel, Captain Marvel, you don't have any. No. Sti- and it's like, sandwiched between the two biggest Marvel movies. Infinity yeah, War Infinity and War and Black Panther. Well, no, Infinity War and Endgame. I was gonna say, didn't Black Panther come out before that? I don't remember. No, Black Panther was before Infinity War. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Black Panther was the lead up to Infinity War. That way, oh yeah, the, yeah, the Bombay Infinity, scene. Infinity War came out. Yeah, then yeah. Yeah. That was the whole reason. It was like, we need to have Black Panther movie first. That way, in Endgame and Infinity War, we can say, you're Bombay. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of lead-ups, so you know Sony owns Spider-Man ultimately. Yeah. Like, when the movies come out, they are the ones that get the profit from yeah. the movies, not Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel just gets the character yep. to put in their movies. They just teabagging Marvel. Well, so because of that, Sony is... Uh, kind of throwing his dick around a little bit oh no and they are saying that they want in spider-man 3 don't say it pussy god damn it <laughs> <laughs> no don't you force that fucking shit it's about mcu i don't want it because there was talks about uh kevin feige and marvel wanting to introduce deadpool in spider-man 3 but Sony is saying they want Venom. Well, granted, I don't want a, either. Granted, this is a rumor, but either way, we talk. I talk. We talk about rumors on this podcast. But yeah, yeah. I don't want either. But in a world where you have a gun in my head, I would shoot Deadpool. Obviously, yeah, I don't want either because I'm like the whole relationship between like the Spider Pool, Spidey Pool. That only works because they're both adults. And Deadpool had like you keep going back to the the, the, the weird. No, yeah, Deadpool has a Deadpool does. has a crush on Spider Man. That doesn't work. Out. No, that's the main allure of it. Why can't their main their main things be banter? Just no, both banter off each no. other. No, it could be sexual banter. <laughs> it's gotta be sexual. Yeah, that's the only way this works. Hey, Spider Man, can you show me your webbing? Leave me alone. <laughs> that's well, the, I mean, you can still make that joke, but not at him. Like if if. No, like if Spider Man does pedophilia. Like, no, no, no. But if like Spider Man does like some web shots, he'd be like, "Oh, gross! It comes out your hands." Like you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like it's not a sexual joke at him. It's just a sexual joke. It's still a sexual joke to a child. Granted, Tom Holland's a grown man, but Peter Parker is in high school. But that's not a sexual joke to a child. It's like if anything, that's like a de- he's demonishing him. Like ew, gross. Or he can make like a masturbation joke. Like uh, you know, if you do that too much, like you'll go blind, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, like, a what are you creepy... Talking about? Kids don't masturbate. What? Lies. <laughs> no, they don't. Well, then I did something <laughs> abnormal. Then, I was 12-year-old humping my pillow, so... How dare you? Ew. <laughs> I didn't experience my first until I was 30. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally lying. I know you're lying. <laughs> I was, like, 10. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> I was just a horny little kid for many years. <laughs> so all you guys out there, don't do it. <laughs> don't do what? Even if you're an adult, <laughs> don't have sex. All, all of it. Oh, okay. Don't, don't orgasm ever in your life. Wow. 
Or you'll go blind. <laughs> yeah, you'll go hair in your hands. You see, Jordan and I are both wearing glasses. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Correlation. Uh, but yeah, so... So what, is this gonna, do you think it's going to happen, the Venom thing? I hope not. <laughs> How do you think they're going to... Because then that makes that movie canon within the MCU. Oh, ill. Yeah. <laughs> how are they even going to do it? Like, how are they going to even have, like, a rivalry? They kind of fucked that up already. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, he, he already has the suit. Venom has nothing to do with Spider-Man. No. So does he... Does the suit... Do they have a fight for some random superhero reason? Like, oh, I don't know you. Who are you? You look like a villain. Let's fight. And then... I guess he still eats people's faces, right? So, yeah. like, he's fighting with some villains. He eats, like, a random gangster's head. Spider-Man sees that. He's like, yo, what the fuck? And they fight. And during the fight, maybe he loses the, the symbiote. Yeah, the suit attaches to him. Yeah, he's like, oh, what, what the fuck is this? And then then he gets the, the black suit for a while. And then it goes back to Eddie. But then it's like, oh, I want to get back to Spider-Man. And it makes him crazy? Like, you got to be able to make... That's too convoluted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no real good way to do this. And then I gotta fucking deal with fucking trash carnage. That terrible wig looking like sideshow Bob. In well, the I MCU. doubt he's gonna be in. Well, but yeah. he's oh, in yeah. the MCU. Yeah, now he's in the MCU. Yes. It's ter- yeah, terrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> if they force Venom into that movie, I'm calling rape. <laughs> Rape, they're forcing this upon me. I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Well, speaking of uh, something being forced upon <laughs> a, a person, Cruella DeVille Uh-oh. is known as a villain that loves to force her will of wearing Dalmatian fur by fucking skinning dogs and shit. Puppies. So Disney is known for doing all their properties live action. No. Aladdin. Right. Jungle Book. Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. So they're doing. They're doing a live action version of Cruella Deville. Who's the Who's Cruella? It's Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yes. Hermione. No. No. no, no. Oh, that's, that's Emma Watson. It's Emma Watson. Uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen St- no, yeah, Gwen Stacy. Still, uh, <laughs> that's still like a what? <laughs> she's too pretty. Wow. And she's like a cute Cruella round DeVille face. could be pretty. But she's like a cute round face. Do you remember Cruella DeVille? Cruella DeVille could have a cute round face. Do you remember the cartoon of Cruella I DeVille? I know Cruella DeVille is. If she, anything, why isn't it fucking... She's, um, writing this, she's writing this article. That doesn't look anything like, I'm like Cruella why, DeVille. I feel why like... Isn't why it, isn't it Glenn Close? Glenn Close? Who, who's that? You don't know. I, I don't know You know names. nothing, John I, I, I gotta see the face. Let me... I'll show you. I bet you my fucking fan casting's better. I, I can't say that for sure, though. Let me see first. Let me see. Oh, yeah. No, you kind of won. <laughs> I, I was going to say Bellatrix, Lestrange. Like, if you're going to go for pretty, but still, like, kind of thin looking and, like, you know, gaunt. Mine, she's got, like, mine's better. <laughs> I mean, I like that better because she's older. I think Crow DeVille should be older. But yeah. if it's like a. like, But if you have to go pretty and young, like Emma Stone, isn't Bellatrix Lestrange a much better fit? What's her name? Uh, Helena the Bottom Carter? Hel- Helena Bottom Carter, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a better fit? And she got kind of like the, the eccentricities. Yeah. So what the fuck? Who who cast this shit? Who what kind of Hollywood dude is like, no, nah, no, nah, I gotta make it pretty, other people are not gonna care. I mean, that's how Hollywood like you think about movie. Think about Ready Player One. Oh, if you see what I look like, you're gonna oh, not yeah. like me. And it's like, you're still fucking hot. Yeah, look at my <laughs> terrible disfiguration. Like you squint real or, hard. Or like, Jigsaw where? from fucking Punisher. It's like, 
you don't you got like one scar on you oh yeah (laughs) i'm hideous like no you look cooler actually (laughs) you got like fucking like a one scrape yeah (laughs) yeah that's terrible is it gonna be like a prequel is it the same story is it i got so many questions is it i don't know i closed the article (laughs) i I don't care that much this is more just a rhetorical question (laughs) Like, is it going to be from her perspective? What the fuck? I mean, they're probably going to uh, Maleficent it, which she's not really the villain. She's misunderstood. How the fuck are you misunderstood if you want to skin puppies? <laughs> you can't put nuance Maybe they're evil puppies. <laughs> <laughs> evil puppies? It's like, oh, she's a backstory where it's like, a dog bit me when I was young. <laughs> yeah. The 101 Dalmatians, they weren't, they weren't cuddly. They were 101 fucking rabbit rabies dogs. Fucking street dogs. <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, I'm, I'm more okay with that, though, as a movie, because I didn't have an attachment to 101 Dalmatians that much. Like, I, I, I watched it as a kid, but if you ask me what the plot was, all I remember is that, that one scene where she's, like, in a car chasing the, the dogs in the yeah. car or whatever. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything about that movie? That. <laughs> like, that's the only scene, right? Yeah, that's the only scene. So, I don't, whatever, remake it, I don't care. <laughs> did they already, wait, did they already do this? Oh, they already had a, a live action 101 Dalmatians. I think they had a Dalmatians movie, but not Cruella. There's a difference. I don't know. Look it up. But speaking of, speaking of you talking, you said you don't care. Speaking of caring, because I do care about this, because I'm like, it's too long. I want it now. But basically, they announced that the winter, uh, the winter Soldier and Falcon mo- or Disney Plus series is going to be the first series to come out on Disney Plus okay. for the MCU movie or the MCU connection stuff that they're doing on Disney Plus. But it's not coming out till August of 2020. Damn. That's wow. That's a wait. I mean, you know, whatever. Good things come to those who wait. No, nah, I don't want to wait. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was willing to wait. Get that cat Bucky. Giving them some sucky sucky. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, it's loading the pictures. But yeah, yeah, they did. What the fuck? It was called 101 Dalmatians in 1996. Right there. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Now that that you showed me the poster, I remember that. Yeah. They already did this. Disney, what the (laughs) fuck? I know, we're going to do it again. Well, it doesn't matter. When's my live action Bambi? (laughs) I mean, that might come next. I probably will. Speaking of something coming next. Oh, God. What does that mean? <laughs> it's, not, it's not even dirty. Oh, oh. Yeah, so Netflix just announced today, actually, right before we recorded, that the Russo brothers are doing an anime series of Magic the Gathering. Oh, yes. This news. Yes. I don't know what the fuck Magic the Gathering is. So. The card game. Well, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, I've never played the card game really, but I know of it and I've seen cards. I've seen people play it. It seems like a more adult Yu-Gi-Oh. Like if Yu-Gi-Oh had sex with Lord of the Rings. I don't know what Yu-Gi-Oh is. <laughs> but it's based on the world, right? It's not the card game or anything. Yeah, it's based on the world. They're Netflix series and the cards. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh with holograms and shit. I mean, the Russo brothers have like earned my confidence. Well, speaking of which, I haven't seen... We haven't watched their the series that they did on what was it FX uh, Deadly Class. I've heard really good things about oh, that. Oh yeah, I didn't even know that came out. <laughs> I heard really good things about that. So is that in their series to watch? It's a yeah. series. Yes, yeah, it's a series. Oh man, so many things to binge. <laughs> I'll yeah. check it out though. 
the Russo brothers, I feel like they're the type of like creators that it's what what makes their movies good is them. Like it's it's their understanding of what makes film and what resonates with people. So I'm I'd follow them anywhere. So yeah, Magic the Gathering, fuck yeah. Well, speaking of following somebody anywhere, guess what, Jordan? What? I was like, oh, you're not going to say anything. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of stared at you like, I became mod just now. <laughs> I just stare. So you know the story of Kal-El, right? Yeah. He came to Earth. And his cousin, Kara Zor-El, was sent with him to watch him over. And she was older. And she followed him to Earth. Well, they're following. Kara is following in uh, Kal-El's footsteps in the sense that you got a Man of Steel movie. Now you're getting a Supergirl movie. And now it's official because uh, Supergirl is going to be starting production in 2020 with a 2021 release date. That's so interesting. I totally forgot about that. Those rumors way back when of doing a Supergirl movie. Well, it's not a rumor. Now it's real. Yeah, now it's so real. So that means we're never getting a Man of Steel 2. <laughs> and with that, uh, at a certain point, Matthew Vaughn was attached to do Man of Steel 2. And now he's done. He's not doing it because there is no Man of Steel 2. Is Harry Cavill still Superman? What's the deal with that? No. He's not? Did we see him show up in Shazam? No. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, what other... Has there been an announcement that he's going to show... Is he going to be in Wonder Woman 2? Mm. Is he going to be in Shazam? Maybe he might show up in Shazam 2, but there's been no announcement. If there's a fucking Shazam 2, but for Man of Steel 2... <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, so Supergirl's going, Man of Steel 2, no. All right. This week on Confusing DC News. <laughs> but you know what else is also going? It's, oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Your phone's going. That's what's going. But it's now officially confirmed... Battinson is now a thing. Battinson? Patman. I like I like Patman. No, Battinson is the official. They voted. It's either Patman or Battinson, and the vote is Battinson. Where's the vote at? I don't know, but this is it, <laughs> it was a vote. No, I'm serious. There who, was a, who voted? I, I don't know. Where but there was, was this? There was, an art, there was an article. There was a vote. <laughs> what the fuck? In a vote that you weren't including in. So fuck you. I Batinson. mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing on like when you see the news where they're like, 57% of Americans say they support Medicare for, and I'm like, I didn't vote. <laughs> Wait, so it's why is Battinson? Why did Battinson win? It sounds harder to say. Batman makes. I mean, Batman makes sense. Batman. Because of Batfleck? Uh, Battinson. Did Christian Bale have one? No, right? It's not Christian Bat, right? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if Christian Bale had one. I don't think so. I don't think so. So why why is there this new thing where it has to be, you have to insert Bat into the Yeah, and I'm like, Henry Cavill doesn't have one. Yeah, Superville? Like, <laughs> yeah. Actually, Smallville kind of works for him. Well, not Smalls. Cavill? Cavill? Smallville? No, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying so hard. <laughs> but yeah, I Batten- think I hurt my arm stretching that hard. Battinson <laughs> is confirmed, and uh, it's also confirmed that Matt Reeves is not only doing the first Batman movie, but he signed on to do the trilogy. And this is a prequel Batman show, Batman story, right? Well, I technically not anymore because is it still because there is no Henry. Ca- I mean, there is no Bat Batfleck. But this is like so a whole year one or something. This so, would be like early Batman. So yeah, it's early Batman, but it's not. I guess it's not really a prequel then. It's just like the start of. 
How is this going to work with the it, start of this new Batverse? Is this a part of the DCEU? How does this work now? I mean, is the Joker part of the DCEU? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it might be part of like the Jokerverse. The Jokerverse. So he might be, I don't know, Joaquin Phoenix might show up and... Warner Brothers is trash. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. There's like so many different continuities starting up at the same time. And then also Matt Reeves is saying that uh, more than likely he's going to have the Bat family in his Batman universe. But I'm like, yes, because we never really got them. But at the same time, I'm like, Robert Pattinson's a little young to have a family of, Bat- a family of Robins and a Batgirl. Or granted, even if it's just one, maybe if it's like one Robin, but he said the Bat family. How old is Robert Pattinson? He's like 30. Let me look it up. I'm going to guess he's like 33. I mean, it kind of did that for New 52, though, which also didn't make any fucking sense. No, that didn't make any sense. It was like, so you've got like three Robins and you're like 25? How did that? <laughs> Were yeah, you Batman? No, yeah, he's, he's 33. So that's oh, why I was oh, like, Jesus here. so I was like, maybe, maybe like one Robin. Yeah. Like, which one? Like, yeah, like, like Dick, young Dick Grayson. Yeah, Dick Grayson, and now maybe Dick Grayson is Nightwing. So you got, so you well, got. Here's a time skip. You got Dick Grayson when you were like maybe like 25. So now almost 10 years later, he's like what, 15 or you want him like 20s? So like maybe you got him when he was like 15. So now Nightwing is like 19, 20. So now he's now he's Nightwing. I'm trying to imagine a 20 year old standing next to Robert Pattinson. And if I would notice a difference, <laughs> like, I, I guess so, right? If you get a real 20, 20 year old, it'd be like, oh yeah, okay, I, I can see you look younger. Because yeah. my price doesn't look old, so it's like no, he doesn't look old. But I mean, he's thirty three. Yeah, he's, hmm. he's not old. <laughs> His age is like fine wine. Um, yeah, I could see that. I'd be fine with that. Maybe he just means Batgirl and and one Robin. Because I'm like even. Well, I guess. Well, no, I guess if you got. Dick Grayson and he's Nightwing. You gotta have Batgirl because they pretty much showed up like a year apart. Yeah, I can see that. Save Tim Drake for later. Yeah, because they pretty much that's how they got the you got the whole romance between Batgirl and Rock because they pretty much grew up part of the back. <laughs> and then Bruce fucked his girl. <laughs> that's only in that one. No, Bruce. no, he fucked his girl. That's, that's only in Batman Beyond. That's not canon. <laughs> and the comic he got her pregnant. It's fucked up. Batgirl got an abortion. It's not canon. No, no, I think she lost the kid. It's not canon. <laughs> no, it's canon. <laughs> Speaking of things being fucked up, the final ending of Game of Th- the ending of Game of Thrones. People talking about being fucked up, but according to Bran himself, he's saying uh, Isaac Hempstead right. He said the ending actually came from George R. R. Martin. It was a, it was an original plan all along, which I said on the show. I was yeah, like, no, more than likely. This is probably how I'm sure he wanted a, he wanted his books to end. But I'm also sure that he'll do but a lot how, more. Yeah, how he, how he got there, I'm pretty sure is not how no. how he's planning on getting there. I'm pretty sure is not how they they got there in the show. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, he's trying to make his well, yeah, you guys hate the ending, but that's how George R. R. Martin's gonna do it, bruh. bruh. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm pretty sure he has like he says he's gonna introduce unicorn in his books. Where's the fucking unicorns in your in your story, bruh? I can't, yeah, I can't see him not having Bran be more prominent toward the end, especially once the Night King starts, starts happening. I'm sure he'll he'll write it better. Which I didn't than, realize there is no Night King in the books. No, it's not. It's just those generals. Which is, I mean, I'm fine with that because it gave like a face to the to the White Walker threat. Um, or maybe even the, he'll introduce the Night King when the winter actually comes. Like you don't know, he hasn't gotten that far yet in the books. But I just feel like. 
Bran will have more prominence when the winter comes in the books. There's no way they're going to have him just fucking work some birds and just be like, what, what's the Night King doing now? Or, <laughs> you've, you've, you're a good man, Theon. I'm going to go away now. <laughs> Where? Where'd you go? I don't know. Unclear. <laughs> None of that plays into the story. <laughs> Questions that we still have. I mean, it's weird, though, that what he said there, what Bran said about like people's complaints or whatever, it's the same thing of like even Kit Harrington and him. Is that part of your news? That, that's the next thing. Oh, well, by all means. Yeah, so uh, Kit Harrington is checked himself into rehab for stress and alcohol. What were you gonna say? Well, it's a it was because of the stress regarding the finale and stuff like that in the last season. Well, he said the last season, and on top of that, the fact that because I mean, if you if you if you do something like for a long long time, and then all of a sudden it's not part of your life anymore, that can be stressful. Yeah, I, I also read that he he was stressing out ever since Jon Snow came back from the dead. Because at that point, all the focus was on him in the story. So like he, like his fan base blew up when Jon Snow became a focal point character. I mean, mm-hmm. he always kind of was, but like that, that's when it got really big. It was like, oh shit, Jon Snow's the prince I was promised. So like, I kind of get that. But even like the stress of like feeling like, oh, people didn't like the last season and stuff like that. But I'm like, it's not because of you. Like it wasn't because of your performance. It was because of the writing and how they didn't even use you as a character in the final season. Like he became, he was such a rich character, and in the last season, Jon Snow basically just had two lines. And I mean, I'm pretty She's sure he's been dealing with this stuff like long before this season, the show ended. But oh, yeah, I guess sure. it's just boiled over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, maybe he just obviously you can't check yourself in the rehab, probably like when you're still filming. So he probably like. I feel like actors take things too personal, but I think they're also just a sensitive, you know. A sensitive people. Yes, we are. You know, cre- creatives are usually sensitive. I'm but also But at the same, it's like, a lot of times, like, not to say that's the only reason you're doing, but like, you're acting, you're on stage because you want. People like you. Yeah. But I feel like. So it's like, if somebody says they don't like you, then it's like, you, take, not, you do take it personally. But it's not people are saying they don't like him. They're saying they don't like the show. Yeah, uh, but that's technically. But, but, but he takes it. But like, yeah, because that's him. something I'm. In, that's something you're involved in. Yeah. So when people say shit like, so oh, all John did this season was say she's my queen, and yeah, so I don't like, want it. He takes I'm it as a personal. Pretty attack sure. On him. I'm pretty sure if you released Arrow Beyond and people said they hate it, you're gonna take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna start drinking. Well, but, but I would. <laughs> I'm gonna come to the podcast next week. Like people hate it. I'm checking yeah. the rehab, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I also try and distinguish between the... I, I look at the complaints and what the complaints actually are. I don't think anybody said, like, I don't like Jon Snow. Or I, I don't like Kit, Harrington, Kit Harrington's performance as Jon Snow. It's more like, I don't like Jon Snow this season. But it's not because of his performance. It's because of what the show did with him. But I feel like he's looking at it as, it's oh, they don't like me. And I, I, get, I, get, I get it. I do get it. I, I just feel bad. I do feel bad. Because it's not your fault, John. And I mean, some of the comments, of course, with anything, comments are trash. Like, you got some people, how how dare, like, he has no right to be stressed or out. Like, he's rich. So oh, I, my God, really? So? Well, these are people that are poor and you don't understand that, you know, money doesn't bring happiness. <laughs> Granted, they say that, but I'm like, I would sure love to fucking find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word. Let me be good. Like, I, I, I want to fall. I want to get to the rise just so I can fall and experience it. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm still at the bottom. <laughs> I want to see how much happiness money doesn't bring me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also with that, uh, speaking of 
happiness. Uh, HBO's got to still be happy, even though Game of Thrones is over. They're still riding high on that dick because uh, a, show that, a show that I'm now curious to check out, Chernobyl, actually passed. Oh, yeah, I heard that was really good. Not just Game of Thrones, but Breaking Bad and others as the highest rated show on IMDb. Wow. I've heard good things about it. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. I just it's about people getting radiation poisoning, right? I don't want to be depressed. It's about Chernobyl, yeah. yeah I don't want <laughs> I don't want to take that ride. <laughs> so yeah, it's now the highest rated Planet Earth 2, which I've never heard of, is number number 2. Planet Game Earth. of Thrones is now number 6. Damn. Well, that last season probably brought down a lot. <laughs> yeah. Firefly is actually in the top 25. It's number 23. Hmm. Avatar The Last Airbender is number 15. I might, what the fuck is Buffy on this list? Uh, not on it. <laughs> for, for good reason. Fuck <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of something else that's not on the list of uh, top 25 or whatever, only because... I heard season four was trash, but also because Aaron Magruder wasn't part of it. But Bone Bone Docs, Boondocks, Boondocks <laughs> has been confirmed for season five, which what? they haven't said if Aaron Magruder was a part of it. So I'm like, if Aaron Magruder's not part of it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't. Just like season four, Aaron, he wasn't part of it, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll become Jon Snow. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. But yeah, so it's coming back. Same, the cast and everything, but whatever. Like, that's why I'm like. I just need to know if Magruder is part of it or if they're doing it again just to like do like season four where he wasn't part of it, but they still want that money. Like it, without him. But also I'm just like, Regina King is like, is she coming? She's super busy now. Like she's part of every fucking thing. She's directing and she's in Watchmen. Wait, what? She was the voices, right? She was the voices of Huey and uh, what's his face? The, her brother. Oh, the brother. Yeah, Stu- Huey and uh, just oh, Stewie. Yeah, I was about to say Stewie. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> yeah, Hugh, Hugh she was Riley. the voice of both. What else is she doing now? The fuck. But yeah, she's in Watchmen. She's directing. Oh wow. Hey, fuck, man, just sit in the booth for a couple she hours. She just won an Emmy for uh, something that she did. I feel like she would come back, and she better because the the, the voices of Huey and Riley like kind of made that show. That was it. Um, <laughs> I don't think I was to say. That was it. <laughs> okay. You a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> like I need I need that voice for Riley. He it, her voice made the offensive shit he would say funny. Well, speaking of somebody making a role, Keanu Reeves made the role of John Wick. Yeah. He also made the role of Neo. Well, he might make another role iconic because Marvel <laughs> is looking at casting. Keanu Reeves in The Eternals. Hmm. What's with all these like named actors now being in these Marvel movies? How do you feel about that? That's where the money is. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I get it, but compared to like, well, it I seems like, like nowadays that's what that's what they're going like trying to get like, like Brie Larson and shit, Brie, or, or even Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, I'll forgive. Because he's fucking is perfect for Doctor Strange, but like I feel like a lot of what made the uh, the beginning of the MCU so endearing is what a lot of them weren't like really big actors. But that's the beginning. I understand that. But now you're and now you're losing all of them. So now you gotta I guess get something to. But keep, I hope keep I, the interest. But I hope we don't lose that magic. 
You know what I mean? I hope it doesn't become like too Hollywood. I feel like, like we got named actors like, in I this. I feel like regardless, there's gonna be magic loss because we're losing the people that started the fran- started this franchise. Yeah, but you could just start fresh. Like even if you do an Avengers movie, it's not gonna be the same. No, it won't be the. It will never be the same. You can't you can't go back to that well again. But I just feel like once you get the named actors, especially in like main roles. You know, if, if the character, if the actors are too big, I'm you don't, saying, you don't see the main, main role. It's like the Eternals. Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so, t- I, I'm just saying as a warning for the future because I, I don't want to, like, let's say Shang Chi. If they go with somebody like named Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is oh, Shang Chi. No, <laughs> I don't mean that. That's terrible. <laughs> Tom Hanks is the last nigga on earth. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like. I don't Shang-Chi, wanna... I'm just like, give me Louis Tan. Like, you already almost cast him as Iron Fist. Like, the writing's on the wall. For sure. I mean, but he's not a big name though. No. But I just feel like I don't. I don't want to ever go into a, a Marvel movie and be like, um, I don't know, um, Tom Cruise is Adam Warlock. Like I don't want that because I'm not gonna see the character anymore. I'm gonna see the actor playing the character. I guess it depends though, because like Tom Cruise is a very big actor and it's hard to separate him from so the role with, he's playing. Like but at the same time, you think of something like uh, Tropic Thunder. I didn't see Tom Cruise at all. Oh, you mean when he was in the fat suit and shit? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So if, you, if he's playing Adam Warlock, he's going to be in like makeup and prosthetics and stuff like that. I mean, if you do it that way, that works. Because same thing for Robert Downey Jr. in Chopper Thunder. Like, I didn't see Robert Downey Jr. at all. Yeah. I saw fucking whatever that dude's name was. <laughs> but, you know, there's it, a way you can do it too. But I, I just don't want to ever get to the point where I'm walking to an MCU movie and going like, oh, well, here we are. Now we have these big named actors. And, and, and somebody like Angelina Jolie, she's exotic looking enough that it would make sense for her to play like an Eternal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But even like Ben Affleck. Like him as Batman, I never really settled into the his his Bruce Wayne because I could always. I think see part of I think ben part Affleck. of that was the writing. Like I think he did he did a good job. He did an okay job. I think he did a good job what for movie? what was BBS? for what was written for him. Like if he had better writing, I think he would have been better the ideal Batman. Like I could see it. Maybe. I think maybe I'm thinking about Justice League where he phoned it in. <laughs> well, yeah, but I feel like everybody did. But at that B- point. BBS, he did try. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was all news. It was like a weird, awkward silence. Okay. Yeah, like, Waiting for the next thing. Oh, that's it? All right. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, on that note, is there any movie next week? Yeah. What? Don't you just talk about it? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I, I, I literally just put up a post about X-Men Dark Phoenix, and I totally forgot it's coming out this week. <laughs> Everybody's forgetting. That's about. how little I give a fuck about this. And did you see that clip they just released? The only clip they released for X Men Dark Phoenix? No. Fucking, um, what's your face? Well, I'm blanking on it. Hunger, Hunger Games, Mystique. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. That's another one. I can't not see Jennifer Lawrence in the Mystique role. It's, it's she's Jennifer Lawrence. That's also because she's phoning it in. Yeah. But I, mean, I feel like the big actors... But like, when she wants to, like, cat, think of Katniss, or you didn't see Silver Linus Playbook, but she was fucking awesome in that movie. But, but I feel like when you're that big, you can phone it in. Someone like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, when they started, they gave it all. Like they, they And I feel like that translated. Like, you felt that. But that's also because it's like... This is like the biggest thing. Like, yeah, but I mean, people that are Jennifer, smaller. This isn't Jennifer Lawrence. Her biggest thing was Hunger Games. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like when you're smaller, you're more hungry. So you give more of yourself to the performance. And that's what sticks with people moving forward. But I guess, like, for the most part, they, everybody starts 
start small until you eventually become a bit like at a certain point, Meryl Streep was an unknown. Halle Berry was an unknown. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying keep it, keep it small. Even Tom Holland. Like, I didn't know who the fuck he was when he became Spider-Man. And he's perfect. Yeah, but at a certain point, he's, he's going to be... You think he's going to phone it in? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this. He, and he seems so enthusiastic about it, too. He's like, I'll do this forever. I'll never stop doing Spider-Man movies. Actually, <laughs> he's probably going to be like, man, fuck this. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Don't get jaded, Tom, Tom Holland. Uh, 20 movies in, he's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, the, the X-Men clip was, um, of course, again, beating that pro-woman thing over people's heads. I'm just like, why, why do they keep doing this? Basically, she just says to Professor Xavier, they're having an argument or something. She's like, uh, and by the way, women save men a lot on this team. We really should call us the ex-women. And then she storms out. And I'm like, how many times men have saved people in X-Men too? Like, why you gotta make it, like, why you gotta make that division? I get it. It's called X-Men, so maybe it's like a funny wordplay thing. But it's like, not, that's the, the only clip Even in release. the comics, though, there was an all-female team, but it was still called X-Men. Okay, well, that makes even less sense. <laughs> but because that's the that's the name of the team. Like, I mean, so I guess. But but she said if you call it the ex-women. But it's like in a, in a bubble, no issue with that line. In some ways, I kind of like it because it's a play on the whole like, oh, why are we called X-Men when clearly we're a unisex team? <laughs> but uh, it's just because that's the only clip they've released, like a, a full clip. It's like, are you trying to get brownie points from like, oh, yeah. Yes, queen. Like, are you trying to get from that? It's kind of like the, uh, they, they, I guess they want to get like the Lego points. Remember the Lego points? You do. You, you, you're a master builder. You save the world and everything like this. But yeah, he's the lead or whatever. You're like, oh, that's a good question. But it's so funny. Like, in that scene, I was okay with that. Maybe it's before I, I started to actually see the trend happening over and over again. But that was like tongue in cheek. It was funny. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking true. Why I was just saying, but that, but that was true though. Yeah, it's not like, that's, it's, that's it's true, not so. like a Supergirl thing was like, you have to make you have to downgrade Superman yeah, to right. make Kara look good. It was like no, she was the more almost the same thing with like Ant Man and the Wasp. You you kind of said thing like yeah. with Wasp was like she's the more capable person. Like she should definitely be put on the suit. Like yeah. she actually trained him in the movie. So yeah. it's like so I like it when it makes sense. But when a line like that, it just feels like you're pandering. Because, like, men save chicks a lot on this team, too. I don't think you should be like, oh, but you should call ex-women because women save men all the time. Like, we, we're a team. We, we save each other. <laughs> Wolver- I mean, how many times have Wolverine saved a day in these movies? A well, lot. He's not in these movies. <laughs> in, the, in the franchise, he is. Doesn't matter. The franchise. Fuck the franchise. No, nothing, <laughs> fuck is, the franchise. nothing is canon. <laughs> Especially come from Mystique too. It's like, nothing, bitch, you almost ended the world. Nothing connects. Couple times. To, nothing connects to nothing. Remember Days of Future Past? That the whole plot was about you fucking shit up. That, was, that wasn't her fault. How was it not her fault? Because plot. <laughs> but it was her fault because it's a plot. It wasn't her fault. No, they stole her blood. Yeah, but the whole it all came down to her making the choice of shooting the president or not. And if she did, it would have fucked everything up. Because no. it would have started the Sentinel Project. It's not or whatever. her fault. Fuck the president. <laughs> Yeah, pro women. <laughs> I don't know. This is my two cents on it. I've become like the anti-pandering guy on the podcast. Like, stop it. Stop giving the people online ammo. Meanwhile, happy pride. Woo. That's not pandering. That's deserved. Is it though? Yes. Gay people need a month. You're right. I mean, I was joking in the beginning of the podcast. Like, every other month is straight month. <laughs> it's always straight time. It's pandering. Why can't why can't why can't straight people have a pride parade? Why can't white people have a month? Black people have a month. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to a pride parade. 
Well, let's go. All right, let's do it. And make sure you wear a rainbow thong. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm working that. I don't even know when parade is. I, I, I might even You're working. a bad gay person. <laughs> you should know these things. I went last year, but I went by myself. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Celebrate by myself. <laughs> it's a party just with me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't have anybody to make out with. So yeah, we can. Make, I feel like I would get hit on a lot because yeah, even listen, let's make out. I, no, <laughs> that's the whole point, Jordan. Is that the whole point? Yes, it's pride. I posted that Arab Beyond clip. And I got, I got a couple messages from dudes going like, mm, "Thick Arrow." I'm like, not a single woman hit me up. These are all men. <laughs> like, what, what's going on? Yeah, you like that, right? It's kind of flattering, <laughs> but I'm just like, why couldn't it be a girl? Like, God damn it! Do girls do that. <laughs> I guess not. I guess maybe just thirsty dudes. <laughs> gay or straight, dudes are still thirsty, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. No matter gay, straight, or bi, lesbian, transgender life. <laughs> <laughs> I was born this way. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> that's been this week's episode of Blurred Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with. Oh, I was trying to think of another gay song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your name? What's happening? <laughs> my... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. I know. That uh, awesome song. Uh,. I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm not gay. When a dude oh, yeah. walks by with it. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. I love but, that song. Oh, yeah, it's Michael. But yeah. Uh... I love this song too. God damn it. <laughs> Jordan's coming out, guys. I'm coming. I'm coming out. Coming. What you don't see is him, Jor- his, him, him, him Jordan. Him dancing to the song. Who's who's, co- who's coming out? Really, I'm already I'm already out. So do you have a story to tell? Look, the- I'm be honest with you. I I love this song. I love um. I'm just a no. Was a not. I'm just a girl. The other one. Girls uh, just wanna yeah, have fun. Girls just wanna have fun. They just want. I sing that song so loud in my car. I'm not even in front. Like <laughs> maybe I was born the wrong sexuality. <laughs> I mean, didn't you tell me your grandmother thought? Yes, were- my grandmother thought I was gay at one point because I didn't have a girlfriend for so long. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride, <ma. laughs> All right, it's got it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>